Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> what up? Fuckers, welcome to another episode of Guys We Fuck. The anti-slut-shaming podcast. I just wanted to say it differently because I feel like sometimes the intro to every podcast at the first couple seconds could be interchanged with any other intro. I know. So I just wanted to change it. Maybe like... This is a different oh, one. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. Oh, man. You know. Yeah, you know. We're drinking wine. We are. Because fuck it. It's from our guest for the, from this week. Oh, you're in for a treat, you guys. Oh, I love it. How are you doing? I'm good. I uh, just want to remind everyone, tonight is Nacho Bitches at New York Comedy Club. It's 11.30 p.m. tonight, meaning Friday. Unless you're listening to this late, then it's over. Then and you fuck you. You should really show. do things when they happen. <laughs> it's 11.30 p.m. at New York Comedy Club. Uh, we have Big J Okerson headlining. Yes. Tim Dillon from last week is going to oh. be on the show. Gordon Baker Bone. Oh, so funny. Avid fan of the I show. Fucking avid love listener. He's hilarious. Uh, and then Wendy Starling, who some people have actually emailed about us about because yes. she's awesome. And uh, then me and Blair Saki, please use the code NACHO for $10 tickets to the show. And I know some fuckers came out uh, previous time and accidentally were charged 15 So if you come back and you say, hey, I was overcharged, you can get in for 5 I am very sorry. That was out of what my hands. What the fuck, I found out afterwards and I was like, how you're, did you do that? You're worse than Hitler. I know. I was like, how could you're you do that to such people? such a cunt. I hate... How could you overcharge poor people? I didn't... I fucking hate... <laughs> I, I got so, I got so upset. I got so yeah. upset. Shit happens. It's Whatever. Right. We're all going to live. Uh, well, we're going to die eventually. Yeah, we actually are all are going to That's actually more comforting. Isn't that weird? <laughs> to you. <laughs> it's so funny because I'm so much more Comforts. macabre in every other aspect of my life, but then you're like, we're all going to die. And I'm like, no. That, it just relaxes me because it's so much like, to do. we're all going to die. Why am I worried about the stain on my dress? We're all going to, it's, it's not a big deal. I'm not worth stressing about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. All right. That's good. Um, How was your weekend? Week? My, my weekend, I don't even remember what I did. My week was interesting. What happened? So, um, Whew, last week, I anytime I take this a deep, is something you haven't told me, you were waiting to tell me on the microphones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I don't even. I, I'm not. I don't know. That's fine. So last week, I went to see my friend's show at uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade, and uh, it's a friend, just like my friend's girlfriend, who's now my friend, and it was an awesome show. You know, female empowerment, blah blah blah. Girls helping girls. Girls helping girls. And as I'm paying for my ticket, I look down and I see a postcard for Frank's one man oh, show. I knew that was in the hat. Oh God. Did yeah. you? Oh what, no, you also I, saw a postcard. No, I didn't see a postcard. I was like, wow, he really postcarded the area. But when you said <laughs> he put a postcard under my door, it was real weird. Who's, well, who's his no. street team? <laughs> Why is he ringing my doorbell? No, I. When you said you he looked down to me, mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, you saw fucking Frank's show, didn't yeah. you? So and it was just like the only one, there. and I was like, oh, he's a, whatever. So I just I see it. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Because this is a show he's been working on since we were dating. Like, it's gone oh, through a wow. lot of things. But, like, this is, like, this character show that he's oh, cool. been putting together since we were dating. So, uh, I w- and I, you know, saw the space. So you saw the beginning. Yeah, yeah. That's and, interesting. And, you know, it's like that thing where... Uh, you're always interested in what, especially if you thought the person was talented. You know, I'm I'm interested, and I was thinking about he it. He's a talented character actor. Yeah, and I was like, 
and I was just like, oh God, this is so weird. I was like, I kind of want to go, but I don't want him to see me. That's easy. It's dark. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like I've been out of there long enough that I wouldn't really know any people. And like his, you know, friends would be cordial to me anyway. So, you know, because we're all in the comedy community. I was thinking about it and I was like, is that weird? Is that stalkery? I ran it by he a couple went of friends. to our show after you guys broke up. Right and after say, we broke up. He didn't though. say shit until he, like, after the show, right? Yeah. Well, he, and that was, but that or was. He texted you or something? That was, like, was that right was after. Yeah. He, he, he saw Christina and my show right after uh, we broke up. But it was like right after. He was seeing the new girlfriend, but it was right after. So, but so, I mean, I guess it was six months, but like right after we kind of stopped talking totally. Yeah. And yeah, he didn't. He didn't say that he was coming. I didn't know he Thank was there. God. Yeah, no. That would have. Yeah. If I were you, I'd been like, uh, yeah. Yes. And he what knew was that. I gonna say? And then afterwards, he just texted me and he was like, good show or something. And I was like, just like, don't. I mean, it was fine. I don't know. I felt very mixed about yeah, it. Of course. Of course. It, but the thing is, there's nothing that he could have said that would have made me be like, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Um, say it best. Yeah. So I thought about it. I ran it by a couple people like who are part of like that UCB community, but like are my friends. And they were like, no, that's not weird at all. I don't think that's weird. So I was like, okay. And I kind of just felt like I, 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 and then I realized when I was like over obsessing about it as I do everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's almost been exactly a year since I ran into him on the street and had a fucking meltdown. Oh, remember that episode, guys? <laughs> I fuckers still get emails. Still and get emails to say about that. That was. I just have to say that I really felt for Corinne when she saw her ex and just she cried like a big old pussy on her podcast that just airs to millions. And good for her. Well, good the for thing her. was, I thought everyone was going to call me a pussy, and everyone was so fucking no, nice about it. And I was everyone, like, don't encourage this, dude. That that moment that you describe Ugh. every fucking person has been through that moment yeah. of just your heart stops and you're like that's not who I wanted to run into right, right. now well it's so funny because even to this day like sometimes like I a couple weeks ago I woke up in the middle of the night to an email that was like talking about this episode and I'm like I am you're, so you're sick of it yeah happy it touched you but I'm not sick of it I'm just like every time someone mentions it it's like I'm going through fucking Vietnam flashbacks right. like right. I just cannot extreme sorry to everyone who served in Vietnam <laughs> They're gonna be like, it's if not- you're listening, uh, <laughs> thank not- you for serving our country. <laughs> so anyway, um, so I thought it over. And then uh, he had a show on Monday. I was like, Monday is whatever. It's a chill day. I can kind of, I feel like on a Monday I can slip in, slip out. Wait, you went? Yeah. So oh, I went. How was it? So I, so on oh Monday I went. So, and this is the thing. I know UCB starts he- pretty much right on time. Get this. So I fucking, I I was walking around. I like, you know me, like I, I am late to everything, but I was like, I gotta be on time, but I gotta be not late. So there was a lot of timing going into this that, cause I was yeah. wanted to walk in as soon as the lights went out. That was my plan. So no one sees it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Without interrupting the show or having any kind of yeah. kerfuffle, kerfuffle at the, the door. I was just going to say kerfuffle. Oh God, Shut the fuck guys. up. That is crazy. Oh I was honestly going to say kerfuffle. And that's like a special word choice. It, yeah. That's not an everyday word. I know. It's weird. Anyway, this is a ahead. kerfuffle story. So you fucking avoided a kerfuffle. <laughs> yeah. So I, so like, I'm doing things like I'm walking around the CVS, just walking around. They probably like the this, Mercedes. They're like, this white chick's going to steal something. That's a, that's crazy. Um, so I'm just like walking around. White people um, don't steal. Cause you know, yes, white people do. Yeah, white people don't steal. Uh, no, um, they don't steal, but they serial kill. So that's fine. <laughs> they, they the only hot, race that they kills people steal. repetitively. <laughs> oh man. White people. Go fuck yourself. Oh God. So, um, so I'm walking around and I, and I arrive literally the show started at eight. I, I walk in the door at seven 57. I'm like, this will seven, very 57. wise, seven fucking 57 the already out. Presumably. Oh, I thought I was, I thought I was in it. I thought I was in a free place. My $5 on the counter, fucking walk in the door. And I'm like basically down the stairs and I fucking oh, hear sh- Frank. Shut the fuck. And I'm like, why is he, the, why is he in the front of the house? He's in the fucking front of the house. 
fucking doorway oh, God to the theater. Shut the fuck up. And I'm just like, I can't. I mean, it would look worse if I turned back and the, the guy at the oh. box office sees me running backwards up the staircase. <laughs> I'm like, she okay? Fuck. She gonna vomit or something? Fuck, fuck, fuck. So I just. Well, what did you feel? Did your heart go in your stomach? Um, it didn't. And this was, yeah, yeah that's good. It that's didn't. exciting. In my, uh, literally in my head, I just was like, fuck. I was like, Corinne, you tried so hard. You, you really timed it you out. You did such a great job. You were there when you wanted with to be your there. timing. And then I was like, what do I do? So I just, I was like, maybe he won't notice me. And then I just like, I'm looking, I just like, oh. and I quietly, like I said, would try to say one, please as quietly as I could. So that, cause I've apparently I have a distinct oh. voice, which I didn't know that I do, but like multiple people have recognized me by my voice. Right. Well, that time we were in that restaurant, in the restaurant, at, like someone today did it at my job. It's happened. And I'm like, fuck, I thought I just was like a jersey girl girl uh, you more than a, just a jersey girl so i'm like all right and then i and then he's like he's giving uh directions to the stage manager and he's right oh, and i'm just like fuck and he I, knows you're there he's either. i don't know honestly oh, so i managed to get, go in the theater and avoid eye contact the whole time and i don't and you don't know if he saw you to this to this day i don't to know day. to this day <laughs> two days later three days later i don't know if he saw me I would have, I mean, that's he a small doorway. What do you think? No, I mean, I don't even have his phone number anymore. So I don't know if maybe he deleted mine too, but I don't know. But all I can wow. say is that I, and I sat on the side so that even with the lights, uh, if the lights went up, uh, he couldn't see me and I'm sitting there. And I will say there's a part where he interacts with the crowd and he went to every side of the theater and interacted except for the side that I was on. And I was like, mm, that's suspicious. Mm. But then, and then of course I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll just, and I didn't feel like that How did weird. did you feel while you were watching him be, was he, I'm assuming he was really good. Yeah, he's, he's always, been he, on the show for a while and he's Yeah, really he's always good. That wasn't like yeah. the issue. It wasn't even, it was wasn't it, even a matter of that. It didn't bum you out that he was like, no, really you know fucking what? funny. What I will say is, um, it, first of all, it made me realize that we've had enough distance that it was kind of just like watching like a familiar character in a movie. That's wonderful. Like when you, like it was like the sex in the city movie. Like I know the character Carrie Bradshaw from the show and now I'm watching her in the movie. So I know about her. I kind of know what she's going to do. And I, and I, I'm familiar with her, mm-hmm. but I don't really feel a connection to her. Like it's oh, almost like she's not a real person. I mean, Carrie Bradshaw, obviously not a real person, but it was like almost like he wasn't like a real person. And it was so nice because enjoy his talents. Well, it took me uh, so unattached. It just felt nice to be like, not like under his fucking like spell spell anymore. And, uh, and I was just sitting there and I was just like, this is good. It took me so long to even be able to go to that theater and, and not feel Mm. ill. Like that yeah. was a real recent thing you for first, me. First met him. And there were so many, I have just such a thing. Yeah. And so, and then of course the lights go on for one point and he's like doing intense crowd work and the crowd's not that big because it's a fucking Monday. And I'm just like, I'm like, dear God, give me a fucking break here. Give me what if he was fucking like, break. oh, Corinne, remember when we dated? How's uh, your podcast going? Her, it's going real good. I Her and I started it. That's cool. No, but, and then also there was an aspect of like, like Frank was in the show. It was exactly how I remembered him. So it was kind of in a way comforting that I was not that this sounds fucked up. Like he hasn't progressed, but no, it was just like, it was like, that's a moment in time and that's where he is. And he's met someone who is in the same moment with time with him and they can exist. And I feel like I'm just such a different person. Now, like mm-hmm. my core is still the same, but how I, my whole outlook on everything and has really changed and you much in part to that relationship. And I've heard you say too, like they make sense together. Yeah. 
and there's ways that you guys didn't make sense, but you can't see that in the moment. Yeah. Like, like I still, uh, I still like love him, you know, yeah. but in a way that just like, you'll always love yeah, somebody. Yeah, yeah. And I still, uh, really think he's a cool and talented person. And I would like to m- meet someone who makes me feel the same way that he did yeah. when we were together. But, I'm just not the right fit. And that's yeah. unfortunate because you can like someone and just not be the right fit. Do you remember David? Fit. Yeah. Do you remember David? Mm-hmm. Have you ever, have you ever met him? Um, I feel person? like I've seen him in person, but Go- never gorgeous, communicated gor- with him. Gorgeous guy. Right. Yes. It was the guy I dated before Steven. Right. Dated. He wouldn't call it. David wouldn't call it dated. Right. Uh, he'll never come on the podcast, so I don't feel bad talking about him. Yeah. Uh, but he was like a rich realtor Hamptons guy like he golfed in the Hamptons on the weekend Mm -hmm. but he was so stunningly beautiful and he got my sense of humor and I I had it in my head that like this is gonna be my boyfriend for like a while oh god yeah like fade away McGee oh my god and then he just started then I had the only time I ever took plan b was with him mm-hmm. because we didn't use a condom because neither of us insisted and we were both like, I guess we're just gonna, whoa, whoa, yeah. okay. Yeah. And then I had to get plan B and I, I remember uh, we we stopped seeing each other because I was like, I'm really stressed out. Like I'm going, it made me go crazy and he just didn't give a shit. He was like, oh, sorry. Like yeah. he, I remember he texted me like, sorry, period. And, and that's like, definitely not the kind of person that you need. Yeah. Dude. who's gonna be like your feelings yeah. goodbye but i'm a desperate mcgee and i made i i wanted to get to the point where i'm like no you tell me you don't like me anymore that's what i want to happen that's not desperate i'm not like gonna give up until you tell me to my face you do not want to be my boyfriend and you know what he did he came over to my house and he said <gasps> right. and i quote right. christina i don't want to be your boyfriend i never wanted to be your boyfriend very harsh words well you got your wish and then (laughs) i know and then he like he 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 was like he tried to give me a high five oh for the love of god after he gave me the speech about how he didn't want to be my boyfriend are you fucking kidding me right now and i dumbass mcgee over here i was like yeah okay and then he left and i cried but while i was crying i knew he wasn't the guy for me yeah i'm not a hamptons golf girl no i don't go to horse matches or horse What's a fine? Yeah, what's and it's fucking I, called. And I don't want cheesy. What yeah. the fuck? You I don't ride a horse and hit shit with canes. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Stupid. No, spot on it. And I don't read comic books. I have no interest in comic books. Yeah. And it's those fine are fine that people do. Right. But that's I, a that's a deep thing. Yeah. That's I'm not going to I'm not going to watch uh, every Star Wars movie with you and think it's fun. I'll watch it because you like it. Yeah. But I'm not going to be like quoting Yoda. Yeah, exactly. It, well, yeah. Now you go. I mean, I like Star Wars. Well, yeah, that's just a thing that you like. But but when the person you're seeing has this like intense thing and you're like, I just don't get it. I when when there's a bunch of them, when there's a bunch of them, like I'm not a Hamptons girl. I don't go to the Hamptons and go on yachts and fucking golf with P. Diddy. I don't do that shit. I don't wear all white. Yeah. And I'm not tan and I don't have perfect hair. But the thing the thing that's interesting is David is now getting about to get married to this girl. Right. Gorgeous girl. Because I stalked him on Facebook because I was curious. Right. She is beautiful. Mm-hmm. She is so perfect for him. Yeah. They look perfect together. I had met her a, f- a few times because we were in the same work field. She's the nicest girl. She is a Hamptons golf girl. Yeah. She is exactly the perfect fit for him. The mm-hmm. perfect puzzle piece. But it's so funny because as I was like crying about him, I knew that that was the case. Yeah. But I was still sad. It's still a loss. Way. It's like just because you know something's not right for you doesn't mean that you don't want it. Yeah. 
So, and that's okay. And it's, and it's, it's like kind of comforting knowing like when you can be at the point where you're at, you're like, well, that just didn't fit. The puzzle pieces just didn't fit together. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's I, nice. I think in some ways, like, I think, I think the, the key there was just knowing what you got out of the relationship. And I certainly learned a lot from that relationship. And I think he learned a lot. And it was so interesting because like, oh, he, yeah, he, he was to. on stage and there was like several pieces of costume that like, we had bought together like oh really he, there was like a police officer shirt that i'm like oh we bought that together and halloween a cost. vintage shop were in you, la you were cops for halloween one year right <laughs> I, I, I forced him to be the fashion police with me he's probably oh. still mad about that uh <laughs> it's funny i love it I, halloween means a lot to me and it doesn't mean Rest a lot to him peace, joan rivers and then um and then I like a Batman shirt I had brought him back from Israel. He uses like for his Seth Rogen character. And I was just like, so I was just like, this is nice. It's kind of like, it was kind of nice. That's like, he still keeps pieces of you left. With him. I mean, it's just because he needs them for his characters. Yeah, but it's not, well, that's <laughs> I don't want to over money to buy new shirts. I don't want to over sentimentalize it, but you know, it's nice. It's like, so a part of, you know, it's like, it's like you affected someone in some way. I mean, more than nice. buying a shirt, but it's like, you know, this is okay good and it's like kind of like he's using for a show he's doing that he's progressing and doing really well i always kind of think of it like mary poppins like she came she made a difference in those kids lives and then they wanted her to stay so badly because they love mary poppins so much she left because she knows time she needed yeah she knew it was time she needed to go on and and help other children that bitch so pulled, i kind of feel like that about she it pulled a coat rack out of her purse i mean that's that's yeah. a badass bitch right now it's here. time for me to pull out coat racks out of my purse of and your, other people's your backpack of out of my very uh, colorful backpack pull a coat rack out of your no pussy? hopefully never oh god that would hurt no Owie. that would be now <laughs> so why don't you read your email because it kind of relates to oh it doesn't because we don't have time to read both but yours we can is just really make good. time why don't oh, you read it so then? That's so true. Because <laughs> I can't read out loud, dude. Okay, just read your email. Okay, ready? It's fine. We just help the people. Um, I'm a 23-year-old girl. I'm the youngest of three brothers, and I've always had trouble making friends with other girls. I have plenty of platonic, mostly, guy friends that I get along with great, but never really got the unique, valuable connection you get with a girl best friend. Now I'm an adult, and I've started over, uh, to over-romanticize the idea of having a girl best friend, and talking to others makes me nervous. Uh, other girls makes me nervous. How weird is that? Have you guys ever had trouble making or keeping female friends? I know a lot of people think girls without girlfriends are bitches that make drama and uh, and whatnot, but I don't think that's fair. I would love to have a gal pal, but all the cool girls I meet already have really close, uh, close-knit group of friends and don't really have uh, give me a chance. I feel like such a loser. I hope you guys understand. Either way, huge fan. Your podcast is really inspiring. About fucking time we talk about this shit. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I will say, uh, when I moved to uh, New York City and I transferred colleges, I didn't know a single fucking person. I knew one person from my high school. Mm-hmm. But this is how I made friends. We were going to, we were in our all in our dorm rooms and we had individual dorms, so they weren't shared, but they were really tiny and they had bed bugs, so it wasn't that fancy. Oh, like you had your own bedroom with a door that was just you inside? But yeah, but there was okay. just enough room for one twin bed. Okay, I got that. So, That's like, where Tommy lives. Like, really something like that yeah that glamorous so so we were mm. living like solo basically but mm-hmm. this is how i made all my friends i was walking to the elevator in the dorm rooms and there was this group of girls that obviously were already clicked they were already like bffs and mm-hmm. it was only two days in we were going in an orientation and i tapped one of them on the shoulder and i was like hey can i hang out with you guys and they were like yeah sure and it was ashley and daria and and like all of the oh fr- my god yeah your best friends They're, yeah two of my best friends yeah were people i tapped on the shoulder to be like, can I hang out with you? 
And uh, fun fact, made friends. that's how Jennifer Love Hewitt mes- met her best friend. Oh, really? Yeah. That after she was already nice. famous, it was like a fan of hers and she was in a doing a gig in a place where she didn't know anybody. And the the girl who's now her best friend came up to her and was like, can I have a picture with you? And Jennifer Love Hewitt goes, sure. Only if you'll hang out with me the whole night. And now they're best friends. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Isn't Are that you cute? serious? That's just a cute story. It was on like that's one of those so M- MTV docu-series. And I just always remembered it as the cutest story. And one of the she's many reasons awesome. I fucking love Jennifer Love Hewitt. Aww, she's so hot. <laughs> she's just oh. God. fucking adorable tits, man yeah oh she's just great that yes. makes me really happy yeah i liked her and i still like her yeah um but what i'm trying to say with that is just put yourself out there don't be intimidated and just be like can i hang out with you and if the girl's like um now bitch then tell her to go fuck herself and fucking move on yeah i think a lot of girls just assume that other girls like think they're bitches or don't want there's there's this weird undertone with girls like i this is something I do. I overcompensate every time I meet a new girl and be extra nice to the girl. Really? That's I'm like kind of I'm kind of cunty to dudes uh, across the board until they like really try to work into my soul. Um, and then, <laughs> but girls, I try to be really, really nice to uh, because I just as a thing, like in my own little personal crusade of like we need to be fucking nicer to each Dude, other. Dude, I yeah, I just there's a lot of I think the most. Uh, the thing that makes my skin crawl like when when men hate on women mm-hmm. i see that automatically as like well you were hurt by a woman that like fucking like I, I i empathize a little bit with the guy because i try and understand where he's coming from but when women are shitty to other women i'm like yo that shit's dark man like yeah. women are that's i've one so many emails. times it's Woo. based in something man related i'm like that's don't so let them up. keep us apart ladies don't let them they're win. fucking winning we will win no. jesus christ and now it's everyone's battling each other yeah um but yeah but just put yourself out there girls who don't have a lot of girlfriends are not bitches i i don't think that i i don't think that at all uh you sound like a great gal uh, just put yourself out there more. And then if a girl kind of reacts to it weird, then go fuck her and move on. Yeah. Because girlfriends are my favorite part of life. Yeah. My, my family, I wish I had Steven, more girlfriends, top three equal tied, wonderful parts of life. Mm-hmm. They're, they're amazing. And then relating to, it is different. Like I love guy. I love the guy, best friends that I have. I fucking cherish. I love them so much. And the girl, best friends that I have are just, it's just fucking, it's just like, I, I'm in love with my best friends. Mm-hmm. Like I love them forever i have crushes on them well I think that's like you know amazing. me and me and paula like you, I, everyone can piss me off except for like paula could do like she could no like wrong. bomb my apartment and i'd be like it's okay you were like under a lot of stress yeah, yeah. <laughs> and having that bond with another wo- with another woman right like a fellow female yeah a fellow vagina holder is just fucking awesome it's great yeah i love so, it put yourself out there and if they don't like it then tell them to fuck off is that bad advice? I like that. That's what I got. Um, so let's we'll go get this next one real quick, uh, just because we want to. You guys have sent in get so many great interview. emails. Uh, it's sorry about last night's show at gmail.com. Uh, that's the most direct way. And then you can also tweet us shorter stuff. Those are easy to get back to if it's just a small thing. Um, I don't, I can't say this person's name right. It's kind of, uh, just don't. I wouldn't. Um, so he says a lot of nice stuff about us. And then he goes into Thank it. you. Thanks. Um, a few months ago, I got out of a long term, eight plus year relationship with a girl. I've had several relationships in the past, but this was by far the longest going through college, grad school, and post grad. The end was something that was probably going to happen anyway, but the relationship disintegrated pretty quickly after I found out that she had been seeing somebody for several months behind Mm. my back we've barely talked since the breakup which is exactly what i want but we both live in a smallish college town and
and the threat is always there to run into her and her new, much older guy. <laughs> you don't seem bitter uh, on a daily basis. In fact, around two months ago, I was out for a run and found her found her car in front of his apartment. I just uh, ran into it. It was weird. <laughs> I found this huge car, uh, which is only a couple blocks away from where I live. So I obviously took that route. <laughs> um, mini Cooper. <laughs> even though the relationship is over and I am happy to be on my own, the sight of her car was enough to fill me with anger for the rest of the week. Oh, God, we have so much in common. I know, uh, I know you'd love to read this. I don't have any uh, intention at this point in getting back together with her or even to really talk to her. She doesn't seem to have intention to get back together But I can't seem to get past the feeling of wanting to, quote, win the break. Oh, I so get that. <laughs> That's more you. Oh, that is so me. Uh, these moments keep coming up. Where I find myself always searching for her car in every parking lot or scanning the bars when I enter just to make sure she's not around. It's a panicky feeling that I hate to have but doesn't seem to go away. So I guess my question is, how do you get past these angry feelings? Does the desire to win the breakup ever go away? Or is it something you just have to deal with uh, for however long it takes? I know you both have dealt with bad breakups in the past. You don't say. No, Uh, we haven't. So it would be great to know your thoughts on this. Thanks for your time and for creating such a great and funny podcast. And then he sent a picture of us that wasn't oh, a penis. He's so, cute. so thank you. Yeah, you he's, are. He's you really are very cute. cute. He's You're very more, cute. He's more your type, but he's very cute. So cute. He's very. He's too, oh man, a little too put together for me. I, I the having to win. Oh mm-hmm. boy, do I ever get that? Yeah. It's a problem in my life. You're more competitive than I am. You really have to win. Which is funny. You have some funny odd traits that I think people would think were my traits, like the anger and the competitiveness. But that's 100% Those are you. I will stab you in the eye to win. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, I'm like, does all the participants get pizza? Because then I'm involved. (laughs) Free free food? Or (laughs) It's all fine. But Um, you felt that after Frank. Um... I didn't really feel angry at him during any point. Not angry. I felt so sad. I was so much angrier than you. Well, the problem with this one is, and that's, and I think I told you a couple of times, that's how I know I really loved him um, or love him because I never really got angry. Like I would make some bitter remarks like in passing, but that's more just like my cruel sense of humor. Um, But also weren't they stemming from like a place of hurt? Yeah. And I mean, like, for instance, today, I didn't want to be petty about it, but like I was I really wanted to keep the story to myself because it was this really nice going to the show. And and honestly, like I haven't I today I caught myself in a moment and I was like, Corinne, you haven't thought about Monday all week. Like, fuck, yeah. Uh, and right. I caught myself in that. I, ca- I caught myself not thinking about Frank, which was such I an achievement. Catching myself, not catching yeah, myself from seeing him on Monday. And yeah. so. And I was like, and I really just wanted to keep this as like a personal victory to myself. But I was like, this whole thing, this whole podcast, I said, like, I, you know, I got to finish the story. Yeah. So, and I was just like, anyway, I was like, I can't keep it to myself because and then I, th- and then I thought of something bitter, which was like, after we broke up, like I went on his Instagram and I didn't have Instagram when we were dating. And I found this picture from like way long back when I was like mad at him and under the covers of my bed and he had fucking posted it on Instagram and never even showed it to me. And I was like, fuck you. This gets shared with everybody. Do and I'm you, using your name. Do you fuck remember? You that I told you I was stalking Frank's Instagram just for the fuck of it because sometimes I could just get bored. Right. And I was like, I want to go back to where he was dating you. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That was recent. Yeah, yeah. Um, but how long did it, so you weren't really angry because this, this guy is, because I was, this guy is a hundred percent so hurt. I'm so hurt. And you know what? It's like, I, there was no reason for me to be angry. He broke up with me. I, I mean, the way he did it was, I thought a little bit cheapish, but that's fine. Um, and, uh, his new girlfriend was six months after. It's not like he was cheating on me or being disloyal. So there's nothing to get mad about that. And, um, you know, and it's, she seems 
like good for him and what yeah. do you do what do you do you well, can't be mad you can't it, the, this guy doesn't know yeah. the guy like he doesn't yeah he doesn't know that the guy is great or whatever the fuck right 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 in that angry bitter stage i completely a thousand percent oh, understand I, every second of what you're saying this is more like fade away mcgee for me this instance right right this but they were date what they say were eight, eight years eight plus that's years a long time, man. that's a long time and it, it, so you get in that but the, the, the but the thing that gets me the deceit mm-hmm. of seeing somebody behind your back like fuck you even if i wasn't even into the relationship anymore right and if we both wanted out and i knew that it made sense that they would want to cheat on me right and the problem is here still say go fuck yourself he doesn't say it outright but i'm assuming this older guy is the same guy that she left him for right yeah that has to be it yeah so that's and so that's the problem so of course there's going to be anger there because fuck you fuck you no i i I think fuck you to the girlfriend number one because she was in the wrong relationship and then fuck you number two to this older guy like jesus christ there's a thousand million people in the ocean you know so many fish in the sea in the or whatever ocean. also people in the ocean i don't know help yeah. yourself get out of the ocean um yeah the anger will go away yeah but it'll take a second and i think you just have to keep i just up, up to my volume on my microphone a lot because i thought we were opposite volume so uh, <laughs> sorry guys for that whole intro we'll fix it um no but I, it will go away i think one tip that i can say because i i fucking been through this not an eight-year relationship, but a, a relationship that I thought was really exciting and going somewhere. Right. Uh, you just got to keep reminding yourself you're better off without this chick. Yeah. That's because uh, I totally get the looking. Oh, God. When I read that email, I was like, I totally get looking like looking out for him or, yeah. her or whatever the fuck. It's tough that you live in the same time, but it's the same thing as me. Like a, a lot of these like, people are in this comedy community. So it's I tough. Know. Yeah. And you do put yourself in these situations where you're you're having to avoid people. And but it will sucks. go away. It will 100% go away. It will. It's just it'll go away when you stop giving a shit. Right. Well, an article and this is tough because it was an eight-year relationship and an article i once read said it would take half the time of your relationship to get over that relationship so i mean this could be years and honestly it took me years to get over this uh, my last relationship i mean it was jarring but everybody has their own amount of time Mm -hmm. that they need to fucking not be angry or upset anymore what you need not to do is though like pass by the house obsess over his and her face but really to not do that try try and stop yourself from looking around for her car because you know what if she you're gonna fucking run into her you're gonna fucking run into her and boohoo it's gonna happen yeah and she's dating a much older guy like that's definitely gonna fall apart so just like (laughs) yeah smile to yourself at night about that until you get to watch that crumble yeah that's Uh, it's gonna be fun for and you. also it's like this her relationship started in deceit so it's like you usually oh, repeat yeah. the same pattern my mom always tells me that she's point. like she's like if, she's like if you a guy gets with you while he's cheating on his girlfriend why would you think that you are so special that it, the same pattern wouldn't repeat yourself right. that's so very just true tuck yourself in at night with a warm glass of milk and the knowledge that her relationship will definitely crumble even if they get married it'll still crumble and it's gonna be so fun to watch and until it's that be time great for you go out and better yourself do some fucking hot go, yoga go on tinder you know if you want <laughs> If you if you're ready to sleep with other people, yeah. Or if you're ready to sleep with other people, just go bang a hot chick. I don't know. Like you're cute. Do stuff you like. You're a good looking dude. You have glasses. It's 2015. That's in. Thank God. You're you're. I could tell you're smart because your glasses. Yeah. So and your anger. Oh yeah, I love that about you. You're like yeah. It's my favorite part about you. Yeah. (laughs) So just it's it's fine. And I totally get it. 
the anger will go away but anger the problem with anger is it really really eats away at you and it takes so much oh energy you just want to listen to all the yeah. fucking limp biscuit songs there is in the world yeah and if you have to feel anger pump it into two things fucking the shit out of bitches cause those bitches be appreciating <laughs> and number two I don't know if you're artistic but if you do any kind of art or whatever your passion is throw it into that oh yeah anger is fun make some to watch art. for everyone else you'll make some good art that's why this podcast happened yeah you'll make some good art absolutely okay Oof. are we ready for yes. our guest so today's guest is someone we've been trying to get on for a long time he's a busy guy i am so happy to know this person for me he's one of those people i know most people have a person like this in their life but he is a person who is so talented that he makes me angry yeah but in the best way. Oh, God. You're He's like, so oh, you're great at writing. Oh, you're great at storytelling. Oh, you're great at acting. Oh, you fucking can edit reels and make music too. Go fuck yourself. Slash, um, I love you. And this is a very personal reason, but it goes along with today's podcast. Um, after Frank and I broke up, they both lived in Brooklyn and he used to give Frank the stank eye on the subway. Aww, and so that was nice. a true act of solidarity in my <laughs> book. And even like, I wouldn't give him this stank eye, but like that you did made me so That's fucking sweet. happy it was a sweet gesture very nice gesture um he's wonderful he has a book coming out this coming tuesday called bad kid based on his hitch one man show the best the one of the best live shows i've ever seen in my life uh so talented uh so wonderful a really great human please welcome david crab i don't know why you mean to me on the telephone and I don't know what you mean to me but I want to turn you on turn you up figure you out I want to take you on these words you will be mine <laughs> sipping some white so wine like, we are we're having a this white nice. wine in the daytime yeah i never do that <laughs> i feel That's, so naughty david uh, came and peeled off the price tag as uh, he walked through the door because <gasps> we're classic <lady>. david <laughs> i will tell you you know i it was a, it was a nice priced uh sancerre. oh yeah okay yeah. or i think they call it sanser <laughs> how would she, in showgirls how would she have said that oh sanser sanser yeah, yeah. probably <laughs> yeah oh what an uh what a what a great movie often overlooked i was recently in a hotel and the pool had one of those sort of um like water fountain like a water feature where okay. you could swim under oh, it wasn't a pool it was at that crazy spa in queens uh spa castle oh, spa castle oh i read about that i'm in it's, the industry i know about it you have to do it you have to do it so great but i saw the water feature and i every time i see a water feature like a fountain in a pool i just think of that scene where kyle mclaughlin like fucks her in the pool and she's kyle just like, oh, like gargling and <laughs> it, it's so unappealing and i will also tell you spa castle during the day seems to be one Asian family of like 300 people that all know each other. <laughs> and then something happens around four to five. And all of a sudden you go down, at least if you're a man, you go down to the man area uh-huh. and you're like in San Francisco in like 1978. A bathhouse. Uh, yeah. It's a people just frolicking with erections. And I looked at Jack. And I was like, really comfortable. Yeah. One. Well, not like right out in the big space, but like you'll see like weird sort of passages in and out of like the different steam rooms. Someone will come out with a towel, or like a boner. And oh, like giggling, and Someone else across the shared 
pool area will look and like wave like you got a girl you know like it's very strange can you byob there what's the deal no 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 you can get drinks you can get oh they sell alcohol there? at the spa yeah, i believe they have like wine and beer in this one area i figured they would and then on the roof they have this kind of amazing uh pool with all sorts of jets what? and it's really you should go, go how much summer. is it yeah but you have to be most people are prim- primarily naked the whole time so you're not gonna like uh, that you know what no, no no not in many only in the woman, can I wear a bathing all woman area yeah well, see this is the you weird can. thing I see was, i would be naked in an all woman area yeah well then you're gonna be great but the weird thing well, is i was sort of like out. i don't know if i will be naked i didn't know that it's not an option that's oh when you like, get no you will be naked yeah exactly in that area yeah in that area yeah and then they make like they make it seem like it's sort of a depression era situation for towels so all they give you is this <laughs> tiny green hand towel and it's a washcloth it, really it's like a little washcloth i'm like this is all i got to like hide my junk i'm a little modest you, you know just wrap I mean? it <laughs> wrap it like a present i just don't like to get oh that God. close to people because like i didn't go to spa castle yet but i know a lot about it and then i went to the Russian bathhouses, which is the oh, same situation. East Village? No, you don't. <laughs> really? No. I heard it's nice. No, it's not. It's gross. It's the cold water and then the hot water. There and is the cold, cold water and hot water, but there's also contaminated water, which is both of them. It's yeah. disgusting. You're talking about the one in the East Village, right? Yeah. Jack and I my, it's gross. Uh, went there. My partner and I went there for our <laughs> was horrifying. Like five year anniversary. This was years ago. <laughs> and it was going to be like Can't a believe celebration. You're still together. Yeah. You, no, you Man, walk, if you survive that. You, you walk in and you're greeted by like this very angry Russian woman with like yes. a juice her. She was like just oh, shoving God. carrots. Like she Russians was like, are so angry. She was oh she was so she like she was made of pudding and moles. She was just like <laughs> a grotesque woman. And, uh. then, and then we went down to the bottom, and it's weird because you have this idea of a spa, and like I don't know if you felt like this, but the one steam room had this concrete wall with a crack in it Ew, with steam hissing out. Like it was like you're in a parking garage post earthquake. Like where's this? Steam or you're being kidnapped. From? Yeah, yeah, it was very in Auschwitz. <clears throat> yeah, it was like Heathcliff's junkyard. It was disgusting. Um, <laughs> Good reference. Thank you. I love. Oh God, Heathcliff. I love. I fucking really cat. a fan of Heathcliff. What's happening, Heathcliff? <laughs> cartoon. Not oh, Garfield. Oh. The other cat. The other cat. With Garfield. Garfield was like the share of cartoon cats. Heathcliff was like the. Uh, well, Heathcliff was obviously uh, black, and then Garfield was white. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's he, how I thought of it. Was he? Was he? What? Was he? Heath, like Heathcliff, like ran the streets. Uh, like he was. He, Heathcliff kept it real, and Garfield was living like a very like Williams Garfield life. Was an asshole. You, you are bringing a memory <laughs> Lazy back. Piece of shit, Garfield. That is so pushed so far down. Like I feel like I was abused to Heathcliff or something. Like I, I like I'm like <laughs> oh, oh my no. god. Like I'm thinking about like wow, I haven't thought of Heathcliff in so long. I actually haven't either. That's why I thought that was such a good reference. I love this. Is fascinating. This is good. Everyone is sitting at home like, what are you? What are they talking about? Google it. Oh, you kids! I will tell you, I had a I had a massage at the Russian bass at the end where the the masseuse was like this hot, like tiny, ripped, like muscular east european you know trained for the olympics but just does porn i meant massage now. <laughs> if you can't and do teach if you if you yeah. he invited me into his little realm and it was the weirdest thing because realm? as he well they have like a weird when you go upstairs yeah i got a massage mass, as well it's like a hallway with those sort of weird uh folding walls with like wax paper they made me the fucking fuck? knock they, they, they just set me up and they were like oh try room five i knock on room five the guy comes out he's in the middle of the massage and i'm like this is anarchy. Yeah. What is happening? Then they finally sent me to the roof where a, uh, like a black woman put on a boom box with like Marvin Gaye and then Ooh. got on the table and put her knee in me. And I, I liked it. But I mean, Sounds you, awesome. you heard people drinking and screaming on the roof. I'm like, <laughs> it was like getting a massage in a shed. It's yeah. It feels a little bit like it feels a little bit like I'm getting a massage what? in like a front business, like oh, like the mall in Illinois. Yeah, we got yeah we got massages in the middle of a mall in Illinois. There was only two employees in the whole masseuse 
parlor, which was a store in a mall. And then this guy came in like at the end of our massage. He was like, anybody here? Is anybody? And we were like, right. There was like paper walls so we could hear everything. And the yeah. guy was like, I guess no one's here, huh? They um, did. We're they like did trying such to a relax. nice job, though. Did the yeah. employees seem concerned about the man? They nope. really, they kept massaging, and let me tell you, they did a goddamn good job. Yeah, they did a great job. You were, were you in the? Uh, it wasn't like the airport situation where you're just in a chair with your face in a donut in front of like God and everyone. Like we were, a- you could hear the other people in the mall, but you couldn't <laughs> see the other people in the mall. Right. Got it. So we were in a room. It was almost like a couple's massage. Yeah. Ooh. Very romantic. Ooh. Yeah. I took the man. Christina had the man. Then she was like, I was like, I don't want a man touching my naked body and like, because they fucking they moved your butt cheeks apart oh, that's my Why? favorite part but the you, butt can, cheek. I don't, I don't, you can tell them like hey would you mind not spreading my ass i mean you you're tell them that i don't really I know, know, I know how well their good their grasp on english was to be honest yeah. oh yeah oh, were, so it was a good massage yeah, it was yeah. A good oh massage. they were asian and knew what they were fucking doing <laughs> yeah they were great though steven just told me about a form of massage where someone's naked mm-hmm. in their or something what the fuck did he call it and the person is giving you the massage is naked and they massage you with their body I'm like so you get a hooker <laughs> Um, oh yeah like like, like laying against yeah, you and like dry pressing I, I mean it sounds yeah. awesome I mean are they wearing underwear I don't know he said naked okay because I mean I would feel like you would be wearing a broad underwear otherwise that would be weird I wouldn't mind if so, if uh, that because like when they put their elbows and their oh, knees into yeah. I really like that yeah oh I need a massage that's like, that's like the anti-reiki it's like, it's like <laughs> yeah. hyper <laughs> yeah have you ever had reiki no, I haven't actually. Have you? I had a. a, a my, I know about it though. My 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 friend. Uh, well, you've seen the show. So uh, in my solo show, Bad Kid, about me growing <laughs> one up, one of the best shows. Um, so so my, my best friend in that, Greg. Yeah. Like my best friend. So yes. so um, he's a masseuse now. Like he does a massage therapy. He's a very successful business in Austin. And he came here for his forty fortieth birthday a few months ago. And he gave me a massage because I have this ridiculous shoulder crap and mm-hmm. And um, at one point he was rubbing me, and, and it was amazing. It was like religious and at one point i didn't feel his hands and i looked and he was just sort of gesturing near my flesh and i was like mm, what are you doing you do oh it? energy work like christina oh. had done yeah and he said it was raking it was energy work and it's one of those like who knows if it's like a like a pavlovian response like i don't right. know like That's i true. feel like i felt something <laughs> I felt something when it was done to me. There's, like I almost, I wanted to go to bed for like twenty hours. I was well, so relaxed. The human oh. body is, I mean, it's like kind of like a magnet, and where that you know magnets don't need to be touching, but they feel the force of one another. You know what I'm saying? It's so There's beautiful. Something. I like your spin on That's this. That's great. <laughs> but, no, but yeah, you're right true. though. The en- energy, energy. In Williamsburg, there's all these posters up now for pet Reiki, which I'm just like, I have limits. Okay, I, your dog is fucking fine. How's yeah. your? I mean, you know what? The dog likes even? a bone and a little scratch under the chin. That's dog Reiki. I got. I fucking run to the business in my apartment. Like if humans who can speak can have a conversation where we we can't even figure out for sure if Reiki works. Like, (laughs) how the fuck's a dog gonna benefit from that shit? You know, I'm like I'm gonna talk to my little like Jack Russell after and be like, so I don't know. Did you think he did anything? Was it worth it? You think or? Do you feel more connected to yourself? (laughs) So let's get into this book. Oh, okay. First of all, I love that we're drinking white wine. You look nervous. You look nervous. Your one man show is one of the best pieces of theater I've ever seen. Thank you. And I went to Marymount Manhattan. That doesn't mean anything, but I have seen a lot of theater. I love theater. I love theater. I love straight plays. I agree. I I just want you to keep doing that show so I can have a a good first date. Everyone I've ever met. I can't wait for you to do it again because I got to get bring Steven. He's going to fucking love it. July, y'all. Come on down. We'll be there. And so this show pretty much details your because your book is a memoir. Right. Right. So it just details your childhood experiences throughout high school and college and stuff. How was it writing? 
is it similar to the play? I mean, it just or it goes in more detail, I would think. But your stories are insane. Well, yeah, it's it's you know, it's a lot. It's very similar to the show. It definitely uh, contains everything you saw in the show. But it starts. I mean, I would say the first five or six chapters are all like before anything in the show. Like it starts like in middle school. Oh, okay. So you know, the show's kind of like I'm in the parking lot of a teen industrial club, like right. surrounded by people in like doll collars and capes and whatnot. Kid. Like it. The the one of the things when I started writing the book. Um, was you know they were really into like well how do you become that kid like in a in a theatrical show you can just start with that i already am and everyone will be very you know you give a little bit of backstory but it was interesting now having like i have like 100 pages to just write about that so so yeah i mean it's it's the show with some more anecdotes it's everything Mm -hmm. you remember and more oh wow (laughs) yeah is it hard to write a book i yes the answer is yes Uh (laughs) how did you do it i mean you just sit at your computer and you type that's hard, you know, and I, you can't get distracted. Well, you can't. You ha- well, you have to leave your fucking house. Yeah, I, I mean, I, at a certain point, I was like, I'm never gonna finish this if I'm here. And you also think I always thought that writing a book would be like, I decide one day to write a book, and for six months, at least thirty hours a week, I struggle over. You know, and I slaved that, over that typewriter. That's bullshit, especially when you're not a successful writer and you have to do a bunch of other fucking shit to pay your bills. What you do is, oh yeah, you know, oh, no, no, you, you, you have a job. You tell yourself, by this date, I'm going to finish a draft. Does it happen? You no, you no, 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 no. Listen, well, for me it does, but not okay. because I work in any consistent way. It's because I fucking put it off. There's something I want to find out on the internet. Oh my god, there's like new pictures of Zac Efron on some. Oh, like, does, boy, does he look yummy? You Let have me to tell see you. the new ones with him and Robert De Niro. I can't even talk about it. Okay, Robert De Niro, get him out of the picture. No, well, I cropped him out of all the JPEGs oh. I downloaded. But, but but the thing about it is, like, you put it off, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Why well, have three days?" And then you just do a shitload of work until your back hurts and you've had like eight cups of coffee, and then you send that away to you know your agent or a publisher oh, yeah, and, and then you just kind of wait nervously and you teach your classes and you <laughs> you, you know you do some shows twiddle your thumbs yeah and then you get it back so for me the book was written over the course of like almost two years in like chunks and it was also weird because you did a solo show so that in a way there was already like a skeleton right that, you know? which is great that's yeah. awesome all right yeah. so let's just go, go backwards a little bit because i feel like we know you too well um and then and the, you do and the audience is like what the fuck is going on so just background number one we need to know that you're gay <laughs> that's important because otherwise you were just talking about what? zach afron no. <laughs> oh you didn't you, you didn't know you don't think oh, you don't sorry, think that buddy. comment gave it away <laughs> uh, well no i mean because you could just i mean we have a lot of different types of people on this show so wait this isn't a gay show this is not a gay it's a gay show. friendly I'm sorry. show <laughs> it's turning intro your wine in the last, last week's guest was also uh, a homosexual Oh. But it's good to know. <laughs> you know, you want to know what you're getting. You know who you're listening to. What's yeah. the background? Jesus, guy. They're what everywhere. Their preferences They're are. Everywhere. I'm a gay. Yeah. Hi, I'm a gay. I'm a gay man. Hi, I'm gay. Well, it, it, it's, normally that's not the opener, but on a podcast about sexuality, I think it's. Uh, I think it's an important what, thing for people to know. What does gay mean to you? Dicks in your butt. <laughs> <laughs> so poetic that's just like the heathcliff metaphor let's just interview corinne about what game and every answer is gonna be dicks in the butt yeah. dicks in the butt <laughs> um so is, is that a real question yeah what and it's, like, well, well, okay so i'm curious like <laughs> i mean it was how, my question what kind of what's your relation what's your relationship with your sexuality like from the beginning fear no, I mean, it, it, I think that's common. No, yeah, I, me too. I think, I think, it, I think it really, it really, you know, when you're gay. I mean, I was gay in Texas in the '90s. 
you know, and it's crazy to see like I, I, te- I, I, I teach in high schools now. I teach storytelling with the moth, and it's weird yeah. to see these like 15, 16 year old kids who are like talking to each other really openly about their their same gender partners mm-hmm. and girlfriends and boyfriends and you know there's that it makes me like there, there's a teen self that's like i can't believe that you're getting and then there's a part of me it's like thank god this is the most amazing Finally. fucking thing that yeah. we've evolved um this way when i when i was young i was i mean i was terrified so i tried to sort of keep who i was at bay for just a very how long long time well you know, I I always like when anyone tries to think about when did I know I was gay because it's like asking when? anyone when did you know you were what you are. Right. And it's like I don't know. You were always gay. I I, I will tell you that uh, I think it started to, you know, there's that there's that feeling. I remember, and this is a joke I tell, like when I was watching Growing Pains when I was young. <laughs> Love you know, that show. Like Kurt, Kurt Cameron sort of he you know he was a, a teenager, but then he sort of he grew, he grew into his young. young manliness. Yeah, and I remember he did. I remember I watched that show for like a year, and you know he would come in and like make the funny joke. He was so laugh. funny. He was so funny. And remember his best friend was named Boner. Boner. And that flew. How was that allowed? on ABC or whatever the fuck yeah. the show Disney? Yeah. I don't know. Fucking yeah. know. I, I just always think it's funny that John Waters couldn't could barely call this movie <laughs> Pecker, but like James Bond <laughs> octopusy. Yeah, out, like, I know. And, but anyway, um, I I remember you know there was always this feeling watching like you know like like Ricky Schroeder and Kirk Cameron and these these boys that were like my age but slightly older where I was like oh they're so cool and I remember there was a shift when like he would say something really funny and he had like his tank top and the leather jacket and I was like mm. oh god I just I would hug him so hard <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 Maybe I want to do a little bit more. You're so gentle just, uh, with the hugging. Out. I want to hug him. And it was like, and it, well, it was like, I well, was innocent I was at charmed. first. Yeah. Well, yeah, you want to be near his body and like be part yeah. of his being. I and, get it. And, and not that being, not that the pure, raw, unadulterated sex isn't a part of who we all are. That, that comes being, later. But, but, but that being said, I love when, when people that either don't like gays or think it's a choice or whatever, they talk about like, oh, how can you want to do that? Like they think of it outside their own, like, like you feel a gravitational attraction or, or pull to someone. Yeah. And maybe it's a combination of their face is kind of cute. You like their butt. They tell really good jokes and they seem mm-hmm. pretty smart. And I think that that's one of those things that for me slowly, I was like, oh, he's so funny and his smile is nice. And then there was that poster, that famous Kurt Cameron poster. Do you remember Which one? him in the brown leather jacket and he had tank top and he was like, I want to say oh, he was he, like up against like hay or fence something. or something. I think I remember <laughs> that because I was obsessed with growing yeah. pains. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Really good. As show. long as we go. Wow. So you developed this like crush. Yeah. And then Ricky Schroeder grew up and the same thing happened. So it was weird because it was sort of like I was looking at boys my own age or slightly older. And as I was getting older, they were getting older, but slightly ahead of me. Mm. And I remember I remember the whole like um, sort of like fantasy porn thing I would do in my brain when I was little where I would like, you know, if I was up late watching like Showtime and it got like dirty, I would would, like watch it and I would be like, she's really pretty. Like in my head, I was totally watching like the hot Italian gardener who was just like, you know, fucking ramming her up against the green the greenhouse wall or whatever but then later when i would think about it i would sort of like at first i would i would be him in that fantasy and then i would step away and i was like i don't i'll just want to watch both of them like there was Mm -hmm. like it was like a weird first person and then i remember those first few times and i was like oh fuck i'm i am sybil danning you know what i mean like i that's not right you know i have to i have to change that so yeah i don't know it's a very it's very hard to explain tv is very confusing the tv is so sexual and it's so confusing as a kid i I, there's so many times growing up when i was watching something with my parents in the room and i was like feeling all this stuff inside like my body was gonna explode and then you're like but but and you don't you just know that it's stuff that you can't 
tell your parents. Oh, yeah. And I feel like so many of us, like, and especially with uh, gay men who were in the closet for a while or just didn't even know what they were gay or that was a thing or I don't know, uh, their first crush is someone from TV. I mean, my f- first crush was someone from TV, too. And I was, like, the first time that I was experiencing those feelings. Because, like, when you're four or five, you're not going to have a crush on, like, another four or five-year-old. Maybe you are. I Maybe. didn't. I've never have. My yeah. earliest qu- crush was, like, eight or nine years old. My first crush was, I was pretty young. I was, like, four or five, and it was Davy Jones oh, wow. from The Monkeys. And this. David knows this because I mentioned charming... this in, in my show that he derides yes, it. Um, yes. But, yeah, and I and I was just, like, upset. And I didn't realize, I mean, these were reruns of The Monkeys show. And so he was much older at the time. But on the show, he was in his, you know, yeah. very young. That's, like, some interstellar bullshit <laughs> that you were like, what do you mean he's 52? Yeah. I yeah. saw him on TV. He's barely older than me. He's beautiful. Yeah. My grandpa took me to see him at the mall. And I was like, he looks much older in person. Yeah. Davy Jones. <laughs> That's not what I wanted to see. Mine was JTT. Oh, oh yes. from Home Improvement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Jonathan yeah. Thomas. He disappeared. I know. He, I think, is he gay? No. I, I heard, I, I mean, I'm. you know, I don't believe anything, but those I, were things that have been said. I think he, he was got, gay. I feel like I heard he got married and he's not like a, I don't know. I I don't know enough. Uh, I haven't Googled enough I'm like, what to, is to, his, to speak. We don't want to out JTT. What is his everyday <laughs> suburban career and where does he live so I can go see him? I'm not sure. I never saw JTT in person. So I did see Ryder Strong from Boy Meets oh, World because he Ryder went to Columbia, Strong. I think. And then I, I was with Tommy, uh, my best friend, and we both saw him I in unison. He walked out. by and then it was like, it was like one, two, three. Oh my God, Ryder Strong. How is <laughs> Ryder excited. Strong a name? Not a gay porn star. <laughs> I know. You know, like, like how I know. I mean, it even has a Y in it, right? <laughs> yes. R Y D E R. Yep. Yeah. Rider Strong. Yeah. Rider Strong. He's, he's I never really field. thought about it because it's connected to my childhood. So it's one thing that I don't have dicks associated with. But thank you for also uh, contaminating that. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm here for. I, you know, I actually had a crush on my friend's dad when I was like six. Oh, I can that's see that. That's weird. Oh, I don't yeah. think it's weird at and all. And I also had a crush on a, my fourth grade teacher who was a woman. Okay. Oh. She's in that weird because she, she was probably so nice and gentle. She was so nice. <laughs> when she touched me, yes, she was. <laughs> were, were, were either of you at, at any point in, oh, in your boy. life, did either of you ever identify bisexual? Uh, I made an OK Cupid profile to bang chicks for a hot second. Okay. It, I, I lasted one lady uh-huh. and then I was like, not for me. Oh, like how far? Like you went we on a date? We were naked you... together. Yeah. We we went on a date. Right. We we went to get wasted so that I would feel comfortable enough to take my clothes off and touch her vagina. And did she know this? Were you pretty like? I was very about? yes. Okay. I was okay. very like I because she was gay. I'm like I'm I might be bi. Okay. I I know you're like kind of like an experiment in my head. So is that okay with you? And she was like, Yeah, I don't care. And uh, she was really cute. What do you mean I don't care? She was so hot when you told her that. Oh, maybe <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that at the time because we had when we had Tim on. He was like, I love straight dudes. I I want to fuck straight dudes like mm. that's what i want i love that it's like naughty and wrong um so maybe she thought that but i just didn't know what to do and i wasn't i don't know it wasn't it wasn't what i thought it would be well why do does one of us give off because people always think i'm gonna be lesbian the, 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 yeah, bisexual just, well you a listen lesbian. to a shitload of alanis morissette so it's I love yeah, alanis morissette. right right yeah i'm like i i try to make myself um more gay just because i want to experience a lot of things but i really i really don't i, I only that. recently had um, a woman's hand in my vagina and Acrylic it was not nail. really by my by choice she just kind Ooh. of did it did she hurt you it didn't feel good. Did she? No, wait, wait. This is why. Le- no, I was talking about this is why lesbians don't get their nails done. We were. At, I was at a sex. <laughs> <coughs> That's me. 
choking on Sanser. Sanker. 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 Wait, wait, wait. But I don't understand. How did you oh, end in this? Oh, God. Obviously, David didn't catch him on the podcast. No, um, I haven't listened no, to No, I'm just I'm party. fucking with you. No, we, we were at a, I was at a sex party with my uh, male friend. Okay. And, and we were having sex, and then, and then just sometimes I just felt like an octopus around the back of my back, and I don't want to be disrespectful, so I was like, sometimes just to be polite, you have to let someone put their acrylic nail in your pussy. Uh, you know what I mean? Outside, <laughs> outside of uh, the jagged edge, um, did you? In- and it was a hangnail acrylic. <laughs> Did you enjoy? Uh, did you enjoy the sort of group experience? Did it go anywhere interesting for you? And I'm sorry I didn't listen to that episode. Um, uh, yeah, it didn't bother me. Um, and I like trying new things, but it wasn't like it wasn't. It's not going to be my thing. Okay, like, that's how I felt with the girl. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. this is. I thing. wasn't turned off, but I wasn't turned on. That's funny. That's how I felt with a girl. <laughs> really, it didn't gross wow. you out. That's no. interesting because oh, no. we all a like lot men. of gay men uh, are sexually repulsed by women but you're not See, by like the I, idea of I, fucking a woman yes. mm-hmm. I, I have to tell you and this is something i've been thinking a lot about lately because i'm really getting this is forgive me for my soapbox but like i i feel like you know straight culture makes gay people bi people people who feel like they have any sort of fringe sexuality people that like go to sex clubs or try bisexuality on okay cupid <laughs> i i feel like they love labeling it like they, they, oh, straight yeah. people love being like this is what you are and now i feel like i mean maybe it's a blessing because i feel like the fringe is becoming a, a more significant part of culture we're doing it to ourselves in a in in a way do you know what i'm talking yeah. about yeah yeah because people feel lost and i think a label gives them some place like a be comforting to live in in society I get it, but uh, it just eh, no. It just, I don't like it. Yeah, but it 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 brings me down. Why am I bringing that up? Um, <laughs> uh, we're talking about nails. Oh, oh. So here's the deal. I think a lot of um, I think a lot of gay guys that say it grosses them out, quite frankly, are lying. Okay. It's not that they're lying like intentionally, like. But I do feel like I. I mean, I've talked to some. I mean, I've had gay friends who talk about it, and I don't know. I feel like there's something sort of like showy and funny about like ew, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's just like when you're a kid, you're like, you have cuties, go away, <laughs> come closer. Yeah, <laughs> a, a little bit. Like I mean, I I first I first hooked up with a girl, and this is in the book, out oh. May nineteenth, Harper yes, Perennial. May nineteenth, uh, bitches. I, I I I hooked up with this girl, and she was so patient. You know, she was so patient. And and cool with me, and she was a little bit older, and you know, uh, I remember having this feeling, you know, when I was, you know, activating her nether region. Whoa, See, you're I, so gay. That's, that's the, the gayest, gayest thing, gayest thing, thing, thing heard, right? I've ever heard. But but that's what I mean is that like it was cool, but yeah. it wasn't like I'm fucking your. But it was right. just kind of like. Oof! I push this way, and, you moan, and like it felt like I got like a like a lab kit or something, yeah, sort yeah. of like fun. But was it repulsive? No, it was just like y- there was never that moment doing it where like I felt that part of me give away to right. something that was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is. Uh, awesome. Yeah, I agree. I feel like no gay man is truly repulsed by a vagina. Like because there's no reason for you to be. It's just like so. it doesn't turn you on. Well, I think the reason yeah. that we all can agree on this is like we're all people who want to be successful. So just the act of like making someone uh, like achieve orgasm or get close it's to like it, challenge accept. Yeah, it feels good to us because we're like we did our job. You know, you so, like me. So like yeah. I, oh yeah. Yeah. All like, I want. I can take sex like sexual sexuality out of sex because I'm if I'm just doing a good job. Like I I, I can right. have good sex if I did a good job for the other person. Yeah. Gold star. <laughs> yeah. I'm like ah oh, great. Um, wow, I'm Corinne told me you have a really funny story about uh, almost getting raped. 
<laughs> good, is that, is that good a good segue. intro? Wow, way to, way to put the lead right up front. Uh, it, well, it's, God, is it? Yeah, no, no, it's it's funny. Uh, it's funny. Well, okay. it's, it happened. It happened. Well, the weird thing is, you know, and Corinne and I, we were talking about, like, doing the show. Like, you know, I don't do stand-up. I tell stories. And, like, sexuality isn't a big part of that. And it was interesting writing the book because sexuality is, like, mostly what the book is about. But it's mostly about, like, young sexuality like come to terms with your desires more than like your acts like, yeah. like what that you're so fascinating because people are yeah. harboring so much stuff from their childhood yeah and i i still think to this day so like it was like uh, i've been with my partner for 11 years and maybe this was like 12 13 years ago this was like in new york like the williamsburg electro clash was mm. huge where you danced to like you danced to like a drum machine with like a british girl singing daddy's credit card <laughs> like it was i'm not a slut i'm i'm not yeah, a slut. exactly yeah. and we would go to clubs in Williamsburg. I would like shave my own. I would like shave my own mohawk. I would like buy my Hanes white t-shirts and I would like put safety pins in them and then oh, take a marker yeah. and draw barbed wire on. Like it was ridiculous. <laughs> was Oh yeah, and all sorts of shit. Like David that. was the original Claire's. Oh, yeah. you're the shit. Was, oh, did you have the chokers? The I chokers. Didn't, I didn't do that. I did oh, that in high school. This was like holdover from like goth youth grunge okay. college behavior in my like twenties in New York. And I would go to clubs, and like the thing about it is like I would go to like Metropolitan is a you know. A, a oh, Williams I know Park. it well. You know it, <laughs> and I would and I would go there, and I was like, you know, I mean, you know, I'd only been in New York a few years, and I was finally around like all the dudes mm. I dreamed of being around, like yes. cool dudes that worked in like art and were a little bit like apathetic but in a way that was sexy you yeah know? yeah and and i and i would go and i would like hang out and like the minute like i wasn't super sexually experienced uh like even in like even in my like mid-20s and i would and i have i've always been naturally a nervous person i feel like i i harness a lot of that when i like perform or i'm on stage telling a story and the same thing would happen was like i would feel so cool i'd have like my my, my necklace that was like a ceiling fan chain with a padlock on it <laughs> and i would be leaning on the jukebox and some like really like cute gay dude with like like you know little spacers in his ears and like a bomber jacket would start talking to me and i would be like i need a drink and <laughs> and i would have like the liquid courage like five drinks to try and get there and Jesus, then five I, drinks I, oh it was, you're not a big guy I, I liquid a stomach I'm, I'm a lilliputian little and um <laughs> and i would i'm not i'm not like tangina from poltergeist i'm like you know five and a half feet anyway oh man the references and, on the show are great and, great and i would and that and what would happen is i i would i would panic i would like i would like panic because even in even moving to new york making all these like dreams come true and like having this amazing like crop of guys that i could like flirt with I had this I had this real fear I think of intimacy like even even in my have, early mid 20s and you didn't have the I got this you know oh. how you, you you build that confidence sexually and you can walk into somewhere and you go I got this it's fine and I had not developed yeah. that it's like and walking then, around blind in the city it's yeah, horrifying. Yeah, and I would think I had it, and then that would happen, and then I would be terrified and drunk, right? Like, who, who wants yeah. to fuck that? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I would like, and then I would run home with my discman. Air, just to get an idea of the, of the era, like with my Smith CD, like sort of running Aww. home through Brooklyn, drunk and crying to like, there's a club if you'd like to go, you know, <laughs> we could go there. Someone who really loves you. So, 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 I, so this was like a, a horrible, like, you know, and at this point I had three roommates, um, a straight guy, a straight girl and a gay girl. And I felt like we were the, mind you, we were all as like white as fuck, oh, but I felt like we were all company of like rent. Very right. rent. And, and one night I was out at the club, I was out at the club, uh, Metropolitan 
Metropolitan. Um, no, I don't think I was in Metropolitan. I was at like a different, like one of those metro, one of those Williamsburg gay bars was open for like two weeks. Were you, are you, a, were you a gay man who only went to gay bars or did you sometimes go to straight bars? Oh no, I love straight okay. people. I've always had a very, <laughs> I've, I've surrounded Thank myself so with straight people. <laughs> gay people annoy the fuck out of me, but, <laughs> but I love drag queens. That's different. Anyway, oh, no, no, I love gay people. I love all people. If you're an asshole, you're an asshole. If you're cool, you're cool. I know, right? I would go to the, so I went to the club one night and this guy, he's talking to me. He's like super cute. And I'm like, ugh. And, and I, I do my thing. I'm going to split. And he's like, oh, where do you live? And I tell him, he's like, I live in that direction. Do you want to split a car? So I'm like, okay, fuck, fuck. I'm like drunk. I'm nervous. We're in the car. And uh, all of a sudden, um, his faces and mine were making out like super hard, which is one of my like favorite sexy New York moments of living here. Yeah. Like the, the all of a sudden out. going from not even looking at each other to just swallowing faces. Yeah. And some, and yeah. some poor like Indian guy who's just trying to like have a decent night is dealing with your like bullshit, you know? And as, as we're kissing, all of a sudden I feel this amazing like force and my head and my whole body goes flying forward in the cab and I bash against the, <gasps> the wall um, of the driver. And so does the guy. Like I'm looking at him. It's very slow motion. And we've been like rear-ended by the oh. sports car with these like Polish dudes in it. And uh the, Sorry about and, that. and like my head is spinning and he's looking at me and I'm super, super stunned. And and all this and I realize we are literally at the corner in front of my apartment. And I just look at him and it's that weird, I think it's that weird. I suddenly felt sober and really alive, and I looked at him and I was like, come upstairs with me. Like it was like this weird, like you, we almost kind of died. There was something sexy about yes, it. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? Danger, and, yeah. And I looked, I didn't realize. And then I looked and I was like, oh, we're right here. It's a sign. Do you want to? Uh, so he, he, he comes upstairs and we're hanging out and he's like very drunk too. And, uh, you know, I'm very quiet because I have three other roommates who have regular jobs and I'm like the bartender, professional alcoholic. <laughs> <clears throat> and we're like hanging out and I go to get water and I go into my room and he's playing my electric bass that I had, like, oh, like, God, and such like a his Smith smooth, oh, and his what foot, a Brooklyn story. and one of his like what boots is up on the bed. Way to die. So hot, yeah. <laughs> to die by your <laughs> <fire>. <laughs> And, and I'm like, oh my God, that's so sexy. And uh, I, I get in the bed and we immediately like start like making out and we're making out. And then all of a sudden, like he gets a little, like, I feel like he's getting a little forceful and he pushes my electric bass off, like just off of him. And I hear like the, the strings like clang, like when oh. it hits the floor and a part oh. of me is like, no ma'am. You know what I mean? Like, like that's a, fu- that's a fucking oh, no, strategy. No, 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 no. We don't do that here. I don't like yeah. when people disrespect property. Yeah. Don't fuck with my fender. We can go crazy, but yeah, just like make sure everything's in line. Throw an instrument off a bit. No, like in a movie where they have a party and like someone breaks like the parents like expensive the boss. from africa and then they're like i'm just gonna put it under the so sink put it under the sink. i'm like you are so disrespectful she had a party in your house they're in her house for you they're never you gonna go back to bait. africa don't broke that sh- no <laughs> you're not gonna go to pier one and find a similar vase i mean i mean there's me. that part of you that's like i know you're really horny for all of this so uh <laughs> you forget about but anyway we start making out and um he's like He's, he's super aggressive but you know there's that there's when you get into that moment with someone where if there's a little bit of like dominance or submission or role play like there's that can be hot there's that area where it's like sexy or not um and and it was sexy but then it started to have that i i started to not feel it there was something that felt Off. yeah not not right and then all of a sudden i realized that like my wrists were kind of and and i am like i'm like five and a half feet tall like i'm not like a huge a huge person um but i had that feeling you know he was slightly taller I mean, he was like 5'10", and I had that, I did, ha- I had that little glimmer of like, wait, what the fuck is happening? And then I had the weirdest thought, and I've heard it, like Oprah talks about this shit. Fucking when like her. women, um, I mean, mainly women, because I don't think men really talk about this, especially if they're straight, but when women <clears throat> survive an attack and an abduction, they always talk about the moment where they made the dumb choice. Like it was late at night, there was a moving van, a guy alone, <laughs> but he needed help with the dresser. So, I mean, he I don't want to so be mean. so many puppies. 
Exactly. You know what I mean? And I had this feeling where of all the things I thought, I looked at my open door to my room, which he hadn't shut, and I thought... I need to shut that door because my roommate should not have to get up to go to the bathroom and see me be raped. Do you know what I mean? Like it was like a, it was the weirdest like logic thing where like that's not right that the door's open. Wow. Roommate of the year, and really, then, really selfless move. And then, and, then, and then when I went to get, and then I was like, I need to shut the door. That was when I knew it was bad because there was like that extra like push down, and I just oh, had, so you try to get up and he kept you yeah. down, and oh, then and then I no. just and then I just kneed up into the yes, stomach. Thank God. And he sat up, <laughs> and the minute it happened it was like seeing someone go from like in it to totally sober oh, yeah because the mood changes yeah and i'm not trying to i'm not trying to make him into i'm not trying to make him like simple like what he did was fucked up but he was fucked up we were like yeah. playing around it was a little bit hot but i could the minute he sort of felt a little bit of a nudge he i could tell he was like mortified like he sounded about his head and sense and and it he was like that sort of, he and he knew yeah and he knew and it was so weird because i was like um okay and then he was like i'll call you sometime and we both were like no you're not that was fucking weird what happened yeah, yeah. and then he left so then um and this oh is- that's that is scary yeah i've had that i've i've had that happen to friends before where someone got way too mm-hmm. the first time having sex they were so aggressive in a way yeah. that you were like nope this is not this don't feel good at all this is a tacky and it's weird yeah. and i don't like it yeah i've had experience too i mean i mean there was one time when it was just like and sometimes you feel like just so disconnected from someone and this is like someone i i had sex with and they were a f- a, a very close friend and like we have sex had sex regularly and uh i was like crying like while we were having sex because i was like mm-hmm. this is very uh, uh graphic but like it was like from the behind and i was just like he was fucking from behind yeah and i was like this is i was crying not because it made me feel bad i don't even know why and i wasn't like sobbing but i was like quiet like he doesn't even know i was crying uh but i was just like this is I feel so like you disconnected and like why I was just like why am I doing this and I was like crying almost like out of like loneliness I guess mm. oh. out of it wasn't like I felt like I never felt like physically attacked and it's someone who's being too rough and it's someone who I have since had a conversation with about that and have had sex with again and ever and it was so much better which I mean just goes to prove like you just need to talk about it because he what and I and I felt I never wanted to like wait a back this guy isn't it wasn't like malicious that. it's just yeah, and also people Ooh. tend to think that I like things more aggressive than I do because of my personality mm-hmm. But I was like behind closed doors. I'm a lot uh, softer than I am on the outside. You know. Well, well was that? I mean, do, <clears throat> do you feel like that loneliness? Like, were you emotional about it because you feel like you had sort of decided that you didn't want to do it, but you felt like you were already there and you had to? Mm, gosh, or like he's not on the same page as me at all? I can't. It was yeah. It was that's more, depressing. It was more like it was more like someone who I was was very on the edge about possibly dating Mm -hmm. and we and that was like one of the first times we had sex and i was so we were sober and i was like and it was kind of just like a wake-up call like oh we are so on different pages and i'm just like i i was more like oh crying out of like i'm not i don't not gonna connect with anybody like because it had been it was like so long into being single and then i was just way more and it was like you know how when you have someone and you're like and you have like the the prospect of dating them and then mm-hmm. there's that moment when you know this isn't going to work yeah, exactly. and you're so disappointed and then you're like I got to start f- go back to the drawing board again so i think that's what it was because i was like i never i mean like i was like I, i'm like never want to see him 
like because boys get very weird when you cry very weird when you cry and i'm like i don't want to scare you especially when (laughs) someone like me cries because they're like what did i do i love that you're like straight boys get weird when you cry they do shouldn't shouldn't anyone no i mean i think i think girls are good about when when you cry when you cry you're like you cry i know we're crying just cry it out you need to cry and when i see someone crying on the street I'm like I, I immediately I'm like I want to hug them even if I've never met them or right. even if it doesn't matter who they are male female whatever uh, when I see somebody cry I just yeah. feel for them so hard but when, when I cry it's a little scary I think well when it's when it's I'm like <laughs> is it like Julianne Moore like real real yeah. ugly pinch face it, <laughs> yeah and it's like usually accompanied by a panic attack and all that great wow. exciting yeah, stuff when a when a very sexy when a straight guy wa- has you know his girlfriend or his love interest is crying they panic a little bit. Like I remember, um, I didn't, I'm not a big crier, but the couple of times I had really bad cries when I was dating Frank, like, and they were kind of what you just described with the, yeah. <laughs> like the breathing Your bodies bi- crying. And he, and I remember him very, uh, vividly, like vividly, like a conversation where he had, where he's like, I've never made someone cry the way I make you cry. And I'm like, yeah, because I was just like, I don't think you've ever loved someone the way we love each other. But I was like, at, on the flip side, mm-hmm. it's going to get so bad because our relationship was so toxic. toxic. And I was like, I just don't feel like it was like for me I cry when I'm just like I don't feel like you like like support me or just like I like to feel very much like I'm a fucking teammate with whoever I'm dating and I was like oh my god when I just feel like you don't understand me because like that's a big problem like people are not understanding me so it's like if my boyfriend doesn't understand me well then who the fuck is gonna understand me that's a true like a lonely feeling yeah yeah and that oh that's the worst because lonely when you're lonely in the presence of someone who you're supposed to be in a relationship with that's the loneliest lonely but I think that's it's really hard I, I mean I feel like not just with relationships but maybe even with friends i know that feeling you're talking about where you're like wow we connected so much once and if we're not now that means i haven't connected because there's a part of your brain that's not realizing it doesn't mean that that you've proportionally not you're not able to connect with anyone anymore it just means that unfortunately you've cycled out of connecting with them Mm -hmm. but but your brain doesn't know that yet that you could hang out with three other people or have sex Mm -hmm. with four Mm -hmm. other people you're just like well you're the thing you're like the the totem like so how am i going to get past this yeah it's so weird that that your person your relationship with is the closest you've ever been with it to another human being and then when it's cut off and you break up it's the farthest you've ever been to another human being mm-hmm. like you you just you get rid of them in your brain you try to yeah. it's so weird because well, they were inside you, you a lot of ex-boyfriends like when i see them now it's kind of just like seeing like a performance as that person acting as this person i used to date like it's just such, it's so distant yeah i remember the one of the first times i really really knew for sure that i was you know, like I had been dating my partner for a, a few years and, I, you know, when you're with someone for like a couple of years, you start to be like, oh, this has been so long. I know everything there is to know about this relationship. I love <laughs> right. it. It's going to be this way forever. Right. <laughs> like you, you forget that there's going to be like more evolution or whatever. And I remember we'd been here like three or four years and it was one of the first times we ever had a fight that was so it was so big that like we we couldn't talk like 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 or like i couldn't talk to him about what my problem was and i was like well i'll talk to someone and i and then i was like this is so schmaltzy but i'm gonna gonna fucking say it anyway i realized (laughs) that like there was no one i wanted to talk to about it 
beside him. but him. That's not schmaltzy. And, and I and, and I and I couldn't right. and I couldn't because it was our shit. Yeah. Right? We needed yep. to. And granted, we we needed to talk about it, but not right then. He wasn't the person to work it out with. And I remember, like you know, on the flip side of that, because it was shitty when it was happening. I was like, that's kind of fucking awesome that like I had that feeling at all because yeah. I've never had that feeling before about anyone about you know? the relying like I just, I just want to share want, my yeah. deepest feelings. With I just you. need to tell you Aww. and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, also, I mean, sometimes I, I you get do you feel like you're like dependent on your partner because I get I get scared oh, about totally. that too because you need the like sometimes I'm just like you really do need that outside friend like I, that's why I'm very big on having a best friend and having a boyfriend and my boyfriend I always want to be one of my closest friends mm-hmm. but I never want my boyfriend to be my best friend and that goes along to that thing with like the Dan Savage that we go back to a lot of times like having a little bit of fairy tale in the way you portray yourself to your partner like they don't need to know every single thing about you do you feel it I mean you guys have been together so how long, long have you been together uh Mm, in February, this coming February will be 12 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's bonkers. And that's not counting the first year and a half nightmare the attempt of dating. Which is my tried. favorite story. It gave me so much hope for the future. And that, I mean, you, that's never going to come true. Share but. it? Yeah, it's talk about schmaltz. Here we go. So I, I met... Such a wonderful I, way to die. So even before... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so so even, even before Williamsburg had a full-service gay bar, which is metropolitan they would have a few this was god i feel like i need my walker telling the story but they had a few bars that would have like a gay sunday right and they had this there's this bar called we me, allow homosexuals uh, on sundays this for today. jesus to, and for gay today you, today you can come and we'll overcharge you but we won't beat you um so sweet thank you wear your sleeveless tees um wear your and, pink triangles and, and there was a bar called the abbey in williamsburg and i went with my friend paula and we were sitting at the corner of the bar and we looked and there were these other two guys sitting in the corner of a bar literally like the mirror you know of us and there was like a a, a blonde guy who was very handsome and then a dark-haired guy who was very handsome and the dark-haired guy was super super tall like six and a half feet tall and he was so bright-eyed and like bushy-tailed he had a little like short sleeve plaid shirt the sleeves were rolled up perfectly in a little white tee underneath and like i was that person i described earlier with like the floppy faux hawk and the vest full of like band pins and like the ceiling fan chain necklace like i was like and i was kind of like he's hot but i'm so cool so <laughs> but we met and he was adorable and his name was jack and we tried to date for six months over and over he had moved here from graduating penn state like literally nice. a few mm, days before be. we met uh, oh really penn state main campus uh, like yeah. in Happy Valley, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Disneyland for twenty somethings, yeah. Yeah, is it called awesome. like College City? College, um, College Station. Well, Happy Valley and College. Uh, Temple. Oh my god! <laughs> college what the domain. fuck? I went there. I don't know. Whatever. But but he 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 was great, and we talked. But like we kept having this thing where like I was like talking about my favorite Criterion collection movies and stuff, and he was like, and and we tried to date on and off like three times, and then I would like you know and a lot of this was the intimacy shit intimacy shit i talked about earlier there was a little bit of like i really like you and this could happen i should run away and drink and go to the it, it was a very you know whatever You're like ah, feelings bye uh, ex- exactly yeah. exactly and it took um six months i i broke up with him the third time and i remember <laughs> i took him to a vegan restaurant on bedford because i didn't want to ruin the memory of anything that was good um <laughs> That's and, amazing. And oh, uh, literally, God. it's the only time. I think I've been there one other time for something. And we broke up. And, Sounds disgusting. And, I love it. And he took it. He, you know, and he like shook my hand and gave me a hug. And I was like, he's oh, okay with it. Because hand. the first two times I felt like I really like hurt him. 
and I felt shitty about it, but not shitty enough that I wouldn't go out and drink more and flirt with guys that I would never have anything with. Um, so then, so then we didn't see each other for almost a year, and I ended up sort of hanging out a little bit, like dating very casually this like gay rapper. Um, what? Oh, I know who you're uh, talking about. This is tell, amazing. Tell me uh, more. Uh, oh, I forgot about this what? fucking David. Oh, yes. We went on a few dates, but I really liked him. I just say his name is Caswell. If you're listening, hi. And he's is he super, famous? Is he known? Yeah, Cas- yeah. in the gay community, Caswell's awesome. We got to play. Super Caswell talented softball. and sweet. You should have him on here. Yeah, I love yeah. Caswell. Yeah, this is awesome. And 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 bless his and bless his heart. Like you know, he he was so sweet, and he was sort of my my dream of moving to New York and dating. He was like the back of Interview Magazine, like the party pages oh. to me. You know what I mean? Like, but like at the same time, like it was sort of the first time I realized that you know. I would I would go to see him like you know like he gig like every night I would like try he's and meet him. He's part of like him. that Amanda Lepore exactly. circuit. Oh. I mean he's not looking like her. And I, and I, <laughs> no, like no, no, he's super cute. And I would be like in line at like midnight to get into like a club, and I was I was just like. I don't like I had this weird feeling where I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. And then this crazy thing happened where I got I had to go to the emergency room. They thought it was appendicitis, but I had ulcerative colitis and like I was like internally bleeding and they kept me there for like a week. Castle came and visited me and he curled up in my hospital bed and we watched Jaws. It was very sweet. That's adorable. Um, God damn it. But 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 I had this weird I I had this weird (laughs) feeling that like something about it like wasn't right, even though it should have been. And when I got out of the hospital, I did this thing where I took like six months and I just really like, like kind of stayed at like kind of, it was a real changing point in my life. I like, I just sort of like didn't go to clubs. I stayed in, um, I drank, but I did it at home. Um, <laughs> like, uh, like a goddamn person, gentleman. You know? <laughs> and I, and I felt like I, I just sort of got like really withdrawn. And then super randomly, I ran into Jack who I'd met years earlier from Penn station. And like, we had perfectly a year, rolled up sleeves. Yeah. And he was five years younger than me. And something about that now, 40, 35 is nothing, but something about like 25 and 30, you know, 23 and 28, 23, 28, especially I've been in New York a few years, you know, like I go to clubs and see famous drag queens and we're crazy clothes. You just moved here yesterday from happy Valley, whatever. So, so we, um, so I saw him again, and he had like been sort of New Yorkized. Do you know right. what I mean? He's seen the town a little. Yeah, like his fashion was There's cool. Always, that always happens it was to great. everybody. His, his haircut was, and he, and he was just like, like knew like nothing like good was going to happen in his life, and like that's what you need. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He had surrendered to fate. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. But he just he just had like rough edges, and he had right. grown up, and like I felt like I had sort of this done was the, a year later. Yeah, okay. yeah, and I had sort of come the other direction. Like I'd moved more towards zero in the other way. Like. I just sort of, I was just tamer somehow. I can't, I can't uh. explain it. And we saw each other at this restaurant randomly and it was right down the street from Metropolitan. So an hour later, <laughs> we're drunk making out in the back of Metropolitan, which is what we would always do is like get drunk, make out and go home with each other and be drunk. And then I would like leave the next day because of hashtag feelings. And, <laughs> and, um, and he stopped me and he was like, you know what? We fucking do this all the time. We try to date three times before and it always was a fucking mess we're not going to do this. No one's going home with each other. Let's have a lunch date, like a totally sort of platonic, like let's just be sober and like have lunch together and talk and get to know each other. Like humans. And we were like, okay. And this time, at this point he was bartending too. We were both bartending. So we're trying to figure out like, when can we meet for a day date when we're not in bed till noon, you know? So we figured out like Tuesday. So (laughs) Tuesday comes, Tuesday, Tuesday comes in, like, I'm trying to tell myself it's platonic, but I, I am making a little extra effort, you know, like, I'm, I'm making Looking sure good. I look, yeah. And I get to the restaurant, which is Ruby in the East Village, like, on <laughs> Avenue B. I don't even know if it's there anymore. And I walk up, and he's standing in front, and he looks 
he looks so hot and and, uh, and i'm like hey we like shake hands it's so weird oh, and, we, nice to see you, and we, we walk into the restaurant and there's no one there yet because it's sort of early for lunch like 12 30 and this waitress walks up this hostess and as she walks up i look around there's like all this like pink confetti and she's holding like a little stack of like pink papers and she looks and she says oh my god you guys happy valentine's day oh we had fucking inadvertently scheduled our like platonic dude date like just to know each other on valentine's you had no idea we were so kind of like checked out yeah we had like bartend the last yeah you don't watch a lot of tv you're not we just weren't social media wasn't as annoying as it is now and we sat there and we uh had our love Lunch and oh like God. cracked up, and then we got together a few nights later and had dinner and da, da, da. so anyway, that's when we really started dating. And now, even though like we think of ourselves as like super non traditional, every fucking February fourteenth, you go to that place. No, oh, okay. <laughs> we buy a bottle of Sancerre and we Hang sit down. in our living room with our dog and we talk about how we love each other and how Aww. Valentine's Day is so stupid. So anyway, oh, it wait, is stupid, but it's uh, fun. wait, wait, it's wait, 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 rewind. You sit and talk about how you love each other. Was that were you yeah. being serious? We've yeah, never we, done. I've done that. We talk extensively. No, no, no. we don't talk about how we. <laughs> I, I can it. safely say I've I don't, never you don't. Done. You don't tell the person like what you like about them. I've done that, but I've never like sat and be like, um. No, I mean, I don't, I, don't mean it. You. I, I don't I don't mean it. I don't mean it like that. Like, so let Just, me tell you the ways. That <laughs> so I, the other day but I mean, you bent over and I was like, God damn. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's it's our val- it's our it's our anniversary. So we, we make a point to do something sweet and be with each other. And and you're you know, giddy on that we, day. You, we, there's yeah. an extra smile. And we talk about like, but we don't we rarely do anything like out because it's weird because our anniversary is on Valentine's. It's almost like they they it's almost like they they cancel each other out in some weird way. Like, well, you're killing two birds with one stone we are, we are <laughs> nice we are like we do things where we go out on dates and we do something like really really nice and get a bottle of wine or whatever but valentine's day is never the anniversary is never one of those it's more of like uh do you want to just like sit at the house and hang out yeah because like, a lot of times that's more fun yeah and let's talk order about in how and watch netflix we love each other and why no yeah. we don't we don't do that but you know you, i do you reminisce on your anniversary yeah you, you, do. You, you talk a little bit about like old times and how it's crazy and i'm a storyteller and i tell that fucking story so so jack <laughs> then also has like the added element of like oh yeah you tell that you story a bit on me <laughs> but you never remember the part about how, you know like yeah. it, it's like a cross between like you're always talking about our shit but a little bit with like i don't think it happened like that like that that whole thing yeah <laughs> jesus i feel disgusted no i love that i love that story i love when things are just like fucked up and then you keep trying and then it, it, it's like a movie that's why i love movies it really was movies that, like, can just be wait. real yeah they can be mm. real but very very, very rarely. rarely so please don't watch them and think your life's gonna turn out like that because then you might be a stand-up comedian one day thanks it's not that bad you know what <laughs> you know what you you say that and i just want to tell you that that i i respect anyone that does stand up and i'm saying that because from a storytelling community i feel like there's a lot of storytelling people that don't give stand up their props and there's a fucking lot of stand ups that don't give storytellers oh, yeah. their props i'm a storyteller and it first. is people who aren't in it don't realize how different of an art it is mm-hmm. it is so different yeah well, they both storytelling takes balls in a way that stand-up doesn't because you have to project a feeling and that can feel scary yeah. but stand-up mm. requires a kind of balls that storytelling doesn't because stand-up audiences are so much different than storytelling audiences sometimes, they don't fucking have patience they yeah will, i was like they're not gonna give you a yell break at you, they'll yeah. say fucking shit yeah you know, they don't care if you feel jack shit if yeah. they're not laughing but you know it's sort of a different um i don't know but but stand-ups a lot of stand-ups can use more of that calmness and and uh 
being satisfied, being okay with a silence, with like a beat. I think storytellers capture, like you capture that so well. You're, the beats that you take are so juicy. But I, but I have to, A, thank you. I love You're being called juicy. And we're I love get, you more than you love I feel like we're not talking about like pussies and asses now, so I hope <laughs> Wait, it's no. okay. Talking about take a break for a second. Analingas? But, no. I just, <laughs> but I just want to say that what, okay, so there's a thing when I go see stand up. Uh, that drives me crazy and I feel like it's increasing and increasing and I've seen both of you do stand up and you don't I mean every stand up does it a little bit because it's natural but it is a it's sort of a pause it's sort of like um I've just finished that part no you're responding a little bit or you're not now everyone does that right because you got to vibe that's off the, the audience stand up you got to figure it out but sometimes it seems like it's something that's so much it almost reads to me like wow this is how bored you are to be talking to me. Do you know what I mean? Like some stand-ups, yeah. it's so yeah, like they turn the audience against them a little at, and they're cocky. Look at, the, look at the ground, kind of kick a piece of a straw wrapper, fill <laughs> yeah. it with the top of the mic. All comedy, yeah. Say, mm, yeah. a few times. That's why I always like, look them in the eyes. Look I, the audience in the eyes I if you're going like, to pause. Fucking, we're kind of on a date. Care yeah. about me. Yeah, you connect. Piece of shit. Like, <laughs> connect. I don't, like, and, and that's one of the things, you know, I mean, I always jerk off over Louis C.K. Everyone loves Louis C.K., but like, I feel like, he executes that better than oh a lot of... Oh, my God. As a storyteller and a stand-up. But he, it's one yeah, of those things. His yeah, his storytelling ability is pretty fucking great. It is. But I, I just read... Like, something clicked in my head yeah. recently where I, I... Like, all the sets that I... Like, the last, like, seven to ten sets that I've done, I fucking kill. Because something clicked in my head of, like, oh, the goal... Because I always react to people of... Uh, how I act towards people is a, is a result of how I want to make you feel. So I want you to feel this. So what do I do to make you feel this? I'm going to say it this way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in personal interactions, my friends, family, boyfriend, but that's every- why you're good. I mean, right. Yeah. But, but I didn't realize I'm that that's how I should think with the audience. Like I want to charm the shit. I just want to be charming. <clears throat> if I focus on just going in and being charming, I fucking kill it. And I've never yeah. thought of that before. Yeah. Until well, recently. Well, you have to be like with people and not long ago, I'm not going to say, I'll tell you after the break. <laughs> I saw this comedian and you know, she's pretty well regarded. Um, I was excited to see her. Narrows and, it down a lot. And she girl. she does this thing. Well, she's a woman, so she's not funny. Um she right. um, agreed. Fuck all those people. <laughs> I can't tell you how uh, the so ra- many pussies the ratio, trying to get on the mic. The ratio of funny women to men, it's so tilted towards women that I don't even know how. Anyway, so anyway, so listen, listen, <laughs> look. I saw this female comedian, she was doing her thing, and this thing happened where the shit wasn't hitting, right? Like she wasn't doing the thing you're talking about, Mm -hmm. but it was almost like she was performing from inside a bubble where like she was acting the exact same way she would have acted if If, they were being, if they were laughing. I hate that. And I was like, and I like to the point that it made me so uncomfortable because it was like dead and and, like she would deliver a joke and no one would laugh and she'd be like, Oh, you know, it is crazy. I get embarrassed for them when they do that. I feel like, have you been doing this in a mirror in your room for like, it makes it feel so you're on, you're on autopilot you're on autopilot because that's you, the difference yeah you want you want you as a storyteller like i feel like you you guys are better like at like kind of like you're being in the moment with the audience i'm like a stand-up should always be in the moment and that's like mm. the funniest part if someone's bombing when they par- point when out they, that they're bombing, really bombing acknowledge it's it. the funniest part and it always gets the audience on board i know because everyone's like yeah, you are that's funny because it's true yeah. <laughs> yeah you do kind of suck you're right not now. good at this oh it's... you really blew it <laughs> you're boring so as hell Woo, man i'm gonna go stare at the wall um so uh what is it like being in a relationship for 12 years it seems mm. like I've been in a relationship for four years and mm. every, it gets better every year. Like I love him more. It It's different phases, obviously, because it's like the butterfly yeah. phase of like, you can't stop thinking about that's not 
happening anymore because that was no. the beginning. But it gets strong. It like develops into something, and I'm curious of like, okay, after four years, what's twelve years like? Well, uh, it's funny. The stuff that gets in the way, see, the stuff that not that gets in the way, the stuff that seems irksome is less and less about like who we are when we're together. Like, you know, when you first start dating someone and it's like, they were weird when they met my parents or why don't I feel horny when we're in this situation? Or why don't Mm -hmm. they understand if we go on a date that I don't like? It's not about that. It has more to do with um, their overall happiness. Like, I feel like the thing that gets in the way or, or causes problems now has more to do with like, me having a really difficult time because, for example, uh, a health issue or Jack going through a really hard time because he fucking really wanted this part mm. and he didn't get it. And I feel like now, if anything, it, it, I feel it's like I feel so secure in us. The only thing that sort of will ruin that flow, it, it's it's just life and you just yeah. get over it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So in that sense, it does, you know, like you were talking now about how you never want your partner to be your best friend or mm-hmm. not never, but something like that. And it's interesting because on one level, I like, totally hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But then on another, I, I, I want your partner to be your best friend. Mm. I mean, there I is- won't be sexually attracted <clears throat> to my partner anymore. That's the problem. Really? No. I, my I best have- friends are my two. My best. Both my best friends, Paula and uh, Tommy, are two of the most attractive people I, in my life. Mm. And I no for neither i know them too well no I, meaning you're not I, attracted to them at i all, know right? them well tommy's also I, gay so. i know but i know very but greek goddess i, I god. know them oh, so well and i know everything tommy's about so them hot. that i could never be attracted to them and i know yeah. i know they're both gorgeous tommy uh tommy was one <laughs> tommy so hot. I, I tell him all the time tommy i don't care if you listen to this Tommy he was, does. Tommy was Tommy was literally like when me and 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 my partner met Tommy like literally that was one of the one of the first times we talked about like do we want to have an open relationship? <laughs> Hi Tommy. Like it was kind of like a little bit like like oh <laughs> yeah, Tommy. Uh, here you are. There you're right there. Okay, Tommy That's has nice skin. farted in my face. I am ne- the thought. The thought of his penis being in my vagina is. I'd rather fuck my brother. But skin but is so disgusting. Soft. Didn't that see? Didn't that skin fart is so smell soft. like a Also, I don't. I, I don't want to fuck my Just brother. Just a fucking <laughs> steak dinner in a good way yeah i mean he's gorgeous but i'm just like no no like we we i know that tommy and i like go in the back of the bar and cry to alanis morissette like that's not (laughs) thank you india (laughs) thank you that was was our initial friendship however is based on him walking into my english class in college on the first day and me going wow well i just found my new boyfriend and then he's like i love the show paradise hotel and my favorite singer is alanis morissette and i was like well, i just found my best friend then oh i found my best friend so. see if i was with tommy there would be like he would get like notes beforehand there would be like directions like he would talk about certain football games he really enjoyed uh he would not shave for several days i mean oh, I, right. would, I would make sure i put everything in place so i always that make that boyfriends not i'm gonna shave. make you exactly but how i, but I, I like have to you. tell you see but i don't like to me like i'm not one of those so, because this, this gets into something you mentioned earlier, Christina, I want to talk about, but like, I'm not one of those, like, I mean, I don't want, like, I'm not attracted to, like, like, if he's in a skirt, literally with, like, pink lip gloss, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm not attracted to that. Right. But, like, see, that me, sounds more my. B- b- I know, you like that. <laughs> but, like, 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 I think of Tommy as, like, I don't think of Tommy, for example, as, like, I love that we're talking so much about Tommy. Like, <laughs> Tommy. I don't think, he, I don't he think just of, texted me this morning. He's like, I'm really getting into podcasts. So, oh, here we go. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy is by no means, like, femme to me. No. No. In no way at all. 
all. But what but this but talking about this leads me to like you mentioned earlier, the guy that was here last who talked about how he's into straight guys. Yeah. I think that, for example, is so fucking weird because like if you go well, maybe not now because I think that section. I think Craigslist now has changed, so there's not. But there there's used to still there's still sex stuff on there, and like, there used to be like anything goes. And I remember Jack and I would laugh so hard because there was this whole section we were looking. One of us, I think, I was looking for a job. This was years ago, and I found this whole section where it was like forty listings of like I'm straight and I just want a dude to suck me off, be in this place at this time, like Grant, you know, like some weird park or something. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like bullshit this guy that's typing this is like do you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna put an ad in a craigslist that straight guy wants to get socked off in a bath and then he just sits there silent in a ball cap and he wears a jersey and he gets Who's like gonna suck my dick and Got my straight like, costume hot anonymous set it's so it's so fucking stupid well, it's that it's so psychological it. you know a, yeah it's all psychological i mean i get it i'm just saying that it's a little bit like it's funny it's, it's funny hilarious it's really funny to people me. are so funny with sex and like because it, it's so confusing and you don't know like something that i don't like inherently that embarrasses me also turns me on what the fuck is that and you just get into all these like weird mental black holes with it of like what does that mean in that moment it's so weird it's sort of like dirty talk like yeah like i'm like do you dirty talk i like a vocal i Um, love dirty talk but but sometimes like it depends on my mood like it could be nice but other times if I'm if I'm like if I'm too present, right? Like, let's say I've had a lot of caffeine or something. All of a sudden, I'm like giggling because I'm like, it's a rhetorical question. Like, right. do you like this? Well, yeah, I'm totally like like thrusting. My eyes are rolling back in my head. Right. It's pretty clear this is enjoyable for me. You don't but- say that, dude. <laughs> I no, I stop. I say no, no. I can't. I don't. Well, obviously, yes. But it's one of those things. It's so it's so sort of like really but then there are other moments when like those rhetorical questions are like please ask me other questions did you did you file your 2014 you taxes yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know oh i did you know but 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 i feel like that's one of those funny well dirty talk is such a weird area because i love doing it i love mm-hmm. getting it done to me but sometimes like i remember the first time i'd ever said this out loud was to steven we were banging and I was like, fuck me. Like I'm your whore or something. And it was hot. Right. It was real. It, and he was like, Whoa, you know, and I was like, bingo jackpot. Wow. And so I remember I did the second time I did it. I was like, fuck me. Like, like I'm like, I'm your whore. <laughs> yeah. Because it was like all of a sudden like, familiar to you. Stupid. Fuck me like and now I don't know what to say. Cause I said everything. Well, and it's, it's when it's in the moment that I know. It's okay. Try but I don't want to repeat lines because I'm already. <laughs> no, make play. It, try saying, I know, but it try, feels like it. Try saying like super weird shit. Like, <gasps> like, Oh, Put a yo-yo up there. Pretend I'm part of the alien tribe Dinoxis. And we're in a space <laughs> station outside of galaxy 14. And the stuff, you know, like just confuse well, cause him. I, Cause I, I find myself like even just this morning, I found myself wanting to dirty talk, but mm-hmm. I got, I had nothing. I had yeah. nothing in the old noggin. But there's old, old old standbys, too. I don't think repeating a line, like, sometimes there's something that works. And as long as you're not doing it every time, like, that's still going back to your favorite. Right. It's like you go to your favorite restaurant, and most times you order the same thing. Sometimes you order something different. But, you know, you really love the same thing. And it's never going to I know. Down. But using it too much makes it stale, at least for me. Mm. I feel like, ah, uh, you've heard this before. This isn't going to work. Yeah, maybe take there's a certain space, keywords space that always get break. me off. Yeah. Yeah. Keywords? Oh, like what? A like space what? station. Well, like, yeah, like slut and whore. Like, I really like that. Words I don't like in real life, I love in the bedroom. Right. It, yeah. How ironic. No, it's, weird. I, it's funny. I always thought you were a feminist. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. That's funny, David. <laughs> I love, I do, I, I do love that whole line. Like, we can't even go down that path. The f- feminist? 
No, the whole the whole thing about Just like men and women the, are equal. The, the language and mentality that you have in your private life with someone oh, are like it, it emblematic means nothing of like about what you fucking I just think, think it's in the real world. So not a cool argument. Well, not I'm just at like all. over I agree everything. completely. Well, Preferably. this actually brings me back to a question that I wanted to ask uh, to you personally. Uh, what are your feelings on the word faggot? Um, faggot. Uh, I you know you know how I feel about like all. Yeah, I don't know. Any term like that that's intended to cut someone down or I I just feel like it's lazy. You know well, what I mean? Like, it's just so I mean, I, and, I, and I would say that about any of the words you could come up with. Well, like, faggot, but like not as like not as, uh, like as a sex what if, thing. No, just no. Faggot as, a, as a word other than not like ca- not calling a gay man a faggot right. because he is a gay man. Like mm-hmm. you are are like I feel like kind of like the way like as like like slut or whore or the N word, you know, mm-hmm. anything like that. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I I. I I don't know. I feel like all those words are just... They're just words. Sticks and stones. Can, no, but, <laughs> right? but, but really, like, I'm kind of joking, but, like, that's how I feel about that. They're words. When people get into, let's make this word illegal, let's talk about the ownership of this word, da, 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 mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, fuck all that. Like, I control my own life. Mm-hmm. If I want to surround myself by girls and gay guys and even straight guys that lovingly will be like, stop, you crazy faggot. Uh-huh. If they want to do that, that's my fucking choice. Right. If yeah. I if I want to see some asshole at a stand-up club or on television mm. or driving by in his fucking truck, yell stupid faggot and in my head say, that guy is literally human shit, <laughs> I get to feel that way. Yeah. Like, like, I don't, like, I don't feel like there's some sort of it's just so broad yeah it it really does depend on the situation because i mean there's there's so many times when i mean i can't tell you how many times like me and my friends like yo sup slut but then when someone calls you a slut you're and they're just like or you or i was having a conversation with one friend we were talking about another person Mm -hmm. and she was like she's such a fucking slut I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, I don't like the way you said that. But, but that's, but that's you kinda, a nasty bitch. But, but that's, I feel like when like the dialogue about this whole thing changes, right? I know because like we talk about what we do with our friends and our our, our familiars, people we're comfortable with. But what happens when uh, my friend, you know, what happens with my friend who's like, you know, you crazy faggot or you're such a dumb fag, whatever. You can't like, apply what happens, the rule. What happens when that happens? And there's like eight straight guys nearby. Like, is there a part of their brain like this, that may, that they think it's okay then to say it to you yeah, too? Like, since like, they said it, like for me, like. I, I I love going back to um, Eminem. Um, uh, God bless him. Love Eminem. He's a genius. See, but this is the thing about so Eminem. So attracted to him. Eminem. He he he's pretty smart. Like mm-hmm. he, he yeah. he's constructing some like sort of uh, like sonic theater, right? Yeah. Like he definitely has like a grasp on the character he plays in his in his in his work and all of that. But you know, like years ago, he came up with that song about like stuffing his wife into the trunk of a car and all right. that. The bitch, I'ma kill you. Or you could throw a dart and hit a lot of his other songs. Right. Here's the thing: if you are if you are constructing some sort of art that to you is commentary or like about playing a character or about theater, but ninety percent of your audience are fucking goons with like who were like right. bored bored kids in small towns with sideways baseball caps who pretend they're other people that they're not. They're already like playing theater in their life because they're so fucking bored and they don't know who they are. 
how does that work read? Like, how does yeah. that song inform those people? And that kind of has always that's you know, annoying because yeah, because a more a more well rounded person can listen to that and go because eh. the, the song mm-hmm. "Kill You." It's just all he's yep. just repeating like, "Bitch, I'm gonna kill you. You want to fuck with me?" Yeah. And uh, and he says "slut" like eight times, and then at the end he goes, "I'm just kidding, ladies. You know I love you." Like yeah. that to me, yeah. Eminem does what most great comedians do. They push boundaries on purpose. Like they they push boundaries in a really smart way and get people a little uncomfortable maybe yeah. but then it's like it's okay it's just but worse. it's in that great like mockumentary way right yeah like, like with christopher guest films oh, uh, you know you know that you're they're so funny that you like if you never knew him and you saw waiting for government you would have a good idea in like three minutes you're Who like okay he, yeah but but like eminem kind of does that in a way again you would know that if you but let's say that you turn it's confusing on, to some let's people say you turn on waiting for government and you grew up in a small town and yeah God, I want to pick a state, but I don't want to offend anyone. Kansas. I don't know anyone from Montana. Let's okay. run with that. Um, Montana's worse than I heard Kansas. It's beautiful. Also. Yeah. Really? And, and yes. You, and you turn it on. You might watch all the waiting for Gutman and be like, "There, I saw a movie about a crazy faggot that runs a theater department." You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so. all these faggots are running theater departments all over our country. But I think that's spot on, and that go, really goes into this experience I had uh, last night doing the the worst show ever, and not because I was bad, because the audience was bad, and I never blame an audience. It was 100 percent their fault, though. I hope they all die in a car crash. <laughs> Um, <laughs> healthy but, be, but you were spot on with what you said about Eminem. Eminem's audience, for the most part, is just a less educated audience. Whereas I was doing a show in fucking on Bedford Avenue in Brooklyn last night at fucking videology. Don't go there. Um, <laughs> I actually heard unless they, they unless they, they even like, to perform oh, there. Okay. No. I own videology. <laughs> Oh, this is gonna be no, weird. But I so I was doing something and I, I used the word retard. Okay, and I, but this is goes back to what you were saying. We are using it in a way because I'm like I know you guys are all fucking educated. You got money. You went to college. So we are so past using retard in a hateful or stupid way right. that we now can use it again because we're coming back to this different thing where we're everyone like, knows no one means it like that. So silly to even use retard in a serious way that we can use it again. We we took it back and then so that's the way and that's the way i feel about the word faggot because i'm i i i was very when we started this podcast very like let's not use like hateful words we're gonna say sexually explorative i brought it all back like that word i brought it all back we're doing slut we're doing faggot and then i'm gonna bring back the n-word but i'm just that i can't do i i have to be i am not black i don't know what it's like yeah but it's the one i'm also not gay you know so it's this it's also just a thing where it's just like it's either all or nothing and louis ck is really good at that um and i think we just need to we just need to do that. But that's how I feel about it. You're absolutely right. It's an intelligent thing. And it's like, we do we all know we're joking? Do we all know we're joking? Well, here's the well, thing. Well, everyone at that show probably did. And they chose to be like, no, why is no. it retard? It was that thing about people getting offended for other people that they don't even right. know. Like, well, yeah. I have, I'm sure I have more experiences with any of the, the groups of people I was talking about than they do. They have no idea what's going on in right. real life. I think it, no idea. it comes down to, <clears throat> to being in a space and being with people in a way where you know and 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 if you're louis ck and you're performing for three thousand people you can't fucking do this or if you're performing this and it's going out into the world you don't know whose ears this is going into right mm-hmm. 
like just me personally, I would be more uncomfortable using those words because I'm like, where are these words going? You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Whose ears are they leaking into? Do you know right. what I mean? But I understand. But like, I don't know. I feel but like you have to be unabashed about it. Like I feel bash unabashed. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I've just been gay. Bash like I was bash being gay person. I was being gay and reactionary. Um, <laughs> you can't use that word. <laughs> You're not throwing a bash. It's a party. Um, I, I, I no, but, but like I'm joking. But that kind of touches on the absurdity. But we're talking about you know like I, I i don't know like i you can't help what somebody else's I, life experiences was and they get offended by what you said I it's know, not my fucking problem i know someone a storyteller who i love dearly and she has uh, a brother and she tells a story about that word retard and mm-hmm. how it like affect but you know and so for me experiencing that seeing her tell that story and then talking to her sort of a little bit changed my mind about the word because mm-hmm. you does see it, human does being... it mean though that if i'm somewhere and someone says it that i'm like well, <laughs> my friend <laughs> but i do feel like that's what's interesting about i don't know storytelling and stand-up and like hearing other people's voices is, right. that, is that is that your your view is malleable and no one's wrong they're just who they are i mean well some people are wrong like some people use all of these terms hatefully oh yeah but you can always everyone is not i i do believe that people are smart enough to be able to distinguish whether they want to recognize it or not when Mm. someone means it in a hateful way like the friend who said slut and when someone means it in a joking way yeah and i feel like people choose to hear it in a hateful way yeah like for me words and and this is what's so great about this kind of like we're gonna choose to be like word police when we have when we have when we have like not to even discuss all the problems in the world and the people who are literally just again to go (laughs) human pieces of shit ruining the fucking world like ecological disasters like human you know inhumane fucks are the the people that work in the government all this shit shit we can really like identify and be like let's talk about this let's start a fucking online petition whatever and we're gonna have this huge like argument about which words are allowed no and that and i think that's that's the thing that kind of irks me about this whole argument is that it doesn't seem it's not there's so much to focus on it's spending time on a problem that doesn't matter but i think uh, i go back and forth because i also like uh, i feel a real social responsibility as a quote artist like i went you know when i went i went to film school whatever and then i went and saw the movie the saw movies i was Mm -hmm. i'm obsessed with horror movies so we went and saw the saw movies i remember after i saw the the first saw for the first time i was so upset because I thought it was such irresponsible filmmaking because I was like this person is thinking of such because there's that whole moral foundation to the Saw movies have you seen the Saw movies no okay you would don't well, see one, them. one one of them was with the puppet who rides the bike yeah yeah mm-hmm. the puppet the whole puppet yeah i don't i can't jigsaw. i have don't, panic attacks don't see those movies but basically the there's a moral foundation to uh the saw movies and so this puppet jigsaw is doing things to people because of bad things they did in their real life like you know they, they hit a kid with a car or you know whatever they killed it they cheated on their wife and so they're making them pay for this these moral Karma's things and that was such a that for me that was like such a heavy thing and i was like you are giving some fucking christian psycho oh in there's the, an underlying the tones. idea the idea to then go out and murder people and play god that he would have never thought of if you didn't make this movie and so this whole thing me brought me into this whole thing about like social responsibility as an artist so like that is always at war with the other just, thing yeah. me just being like i'm a comedian and you gotta say whatever you have well, to push boundaries yeah not, not with nothing i 
mean, like when I say any of the words I say, it's like there's a me. I'm not just like shouting obscenities at people in the audience. There needs to be tact. Well, but I, I heard a. I was at the, the comic strip like the first year of doing comedy. I remember I saw a comedian do a long bit about. Uh, dating a bipolar girl and how they're crazy and never just basically like the gist of his joke was just like just fucking leave them like trash them and leave them mm-hmm. and my mom's bipolar and I actually got really upset in my head I was like oh my god I hate you I hate you right now like I hated this person because mm-hmm. all I could think of while he was saying that was my poor mother crying in my arms or something like, like but but that's a personal thing yeah. and but I realized I'm like this is my personal experience he doesn't know I'm picturing my mom crying as he's like fucking stupid bipolar girl and it's just it's he's the intent is not yeah. what's in my head and that's okay it's okay that I got upset who fucking cares it doesn't mean the comic is bad and maybe it, doesn't mean it was a bad joke bipolar it was girlfriend was a bitch and she probably was yeah and a lot of bipolar people can yeah, be yeah all bipolar Everybody people can be a bitch. bitches but maybe that bipolar exactly was. yeah so it's, it's like separating that it's, it's separating your personal life from what you're hearing i think is a big part of it and, and, and willing to be okay everything's not about you and i think that's a problem with comedy everyone in the audience thinks this is about them no co- yeah. when you watch a stand-up comedian just know it's 100 percent not about you it's about them and that's why they're on the fucking yeah stage. if it was about you they wouldn't be doing stand-up this just like their inner monologue in their head like, yeah <laughs> the goal is to say something that's totally about you and hopefully it relates it to you yeah. someone in the audience but maybe it doesn't but I mean, like, I, well, I hear when you were talking about like responsibility and this is so responsible in the Saw movies, which are great. And we could talk about we could just do a podcast about horror films horror movies. for so long. Yes. But, you know, Scary. I mean, there's always a part of you like I think if you use art, right, it can be therapeutic for oh, you yeah. and for other people. Oh, and, yeah. And like I remember it was like five, five years ago. I was really, really sick. I've, I have Crohn's disease and it's something that's like, mm-hmm. you know, I weigh like, I told you earlier, I was like five and a half, five and a half feet tall. And I, I weigh like 155 now, but I was like down Ugh. to like 117, 16. Oh, yeah. You've gotten Ooh. very thin. I was like, I was like super, super, Sometimes super thin. In the and, places I've known you. Oh yeah, yeah. And like super sick. And I remember when I was doing that, I, you know, I worked my ass off. I like directed and I taught and I bartended, but I didn't, you know, unfortunately by our country standards, I didn't work in a way that they deem necessary to provide health insurance for. Mm -hmm. And during this time, I thought I'm going to write a screenplay about that guy that fucking blows up, you know, whatever health insurance company. Right. Mm -hmm. And I thought I'll feel good doing that. And there must be thousands of people people in america that would love to escape into some world where they see all of their own fears and anxieties and all their all the fucking ways they're pissed off like like presented in this way because it was such and it was and it's been it's been i mean not so much now since obamacare but when that was happening it was such a thing in the media like sick people that were like just fucking help me i don't want to go to you know fucking move to canada so to not die of cancer you know right and you know i mean i think that's a great example of like like, what if I'd written that? And it would have never been made. It would have never, ever, ever been made. But it's all pretend and fantasy it, and losing it, yourself and what the person's saying. It is, but it's like we always have to think about the person that would blow up Cigna. Or the, I know. Or the, or the yeah. person that has a uh, mentally handicapped brother who hates reading. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it's it's that kind of debate. Like, at, at a certain point, you choose to honor that because you feel like it's not a safe risk. And other times you decide, I'm going to be a fucking artist right now. I'm going to be myself mm-hmm. and I'm going to speak my truth. And if you get pissed off, fuck you. And that's yeah. just the gamble of right. being a performer or a writer or stand up or whatever, you know. Artist first, lady second. <laughs> Ooh, ladies first. <laughs> oh well uh we gotta get out of here this oh. is i could talk for like eight more oh, hours wow. yeah i know i was like i could do a david crab series did we talk enough about like 
you know, twats with things in them and dicks and holes. Oh, now we just did. We just, I, we were like, I hope we get like two more seconds. We need, twats, a, we and we need did. a couple more words to uh, reach the quota. I'm, I'm more, you know, if you want to close out, I can just like ask you rhetorical sex questions. <laughs> <for> like, <laughs> I need some one liners for the bedroom. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you like talking into that mic, Christine? Did you have something else that you needed to share? Yeah. Do you want to um, leave us with anything? Uh, are you straight? <laughs> Definitely oh God. not. Um, uh, no, I'm not. I feel like I'm actually. Uh, I don't know. I, I think sexually, I'm a little straighter after the last two hours, but emotionally, right? I'm definitely queerer. Oh, yeah, so yeah, thank yeah. you for that. Both You're welcome. You. I love it. Where can we find you? Where we can? Fi- where can we buy your book? Find it. Get I'm it. I'm online at davidcrab.com. My book comes out uh, May 19th. Crab um, with two B's. Yeah. Crab okay. with two B's. Bubba. Not an E at the end. Old people. Anyone elderly wants C R A B B E because there was an actor that played Tarzan. Nope. Uh, and they're like, Are you related Over my to head. Tarzan? I'm like, Nope. It's just two B's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> crabb.com uh, my book comes out may 19th it's called bad kid and the live show of it opens in july in oh New you York. have to see it what theater where can we get tickets on your website closer you to the day Perfect. Theater. Yeah. you guys have to fucking see his show if you're in new york or go drive to fly to new york to yeah, see I've it seen it's it amazing like three times i think yeah it's i've only seen it once and i'm mad i've only seen it once so i'm really excited to see it a second mm-hmm. time come back thank you so much david there. this was so much fun thanks for having thank me thank you so even much. though i wasn't a guy you fucked i had a good time it was still wow. great <laughs> it was honestly better than a lot of sex that i've had in my life oh, yeah. isn't that just the way the cookie so, crumbles eh. i said <laughs> isn't that me. the way the cookie crumbles yes, it is. there we go <laughs> guys thank you so much for listening to guys we fuck the anti-slut shaming podcast we'll talk to you next week bye two lovers and twine pass me by and heaven knows i'm miserable now i was looking for a job and then i found a job